Welcome back to another episode, a special episode of Comedy's Dead with Sondra Edgel and my co-host today, Tony Foxworthy. Well, hey, how's it going? Who is also another Indianapolis comic. So um, today we're going to do kind of like a true crime podcast. I love true crime stuff. It's my favorite. Because I rode with Tony to Pittsburgh. What, six, seven hours? Yeah, right. six, right, six. Yeah, And yeah, yeah. you listened to True Crime the entire time. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I loved it. Yeah. I, I, I'd never heard Crime Junkies before. Oh, it's my favorite. And they're kind of local, so it's kind of, yeah. There's a, they're both from here. One, I think, is in Ohio now, but they're still, it, I like that. It's a uh, great podcast if you're into True Crime. Yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorite. Uh, they sell, uh, podcasts, like, sometimes people's voices get me, right? Oh, they like yeah. it can be grating, but they're very easy to listen to. Good storytelling, on they, like the just the way they script everything is good. It is really good. Yeah, and I, I mean, I would watch like Forensic Files and Dateline and all that stuff. Yeah, and so I'd never heard like a true crime podcast, and they do they do such a great job, and they cover so many like stories that have been just prolific and the headlines throughout history and stuff that I've never heard of. So. I was so excited to do a true crime podcast with you today. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited too. But anyway, so I wanted to start out. Okay. Because, okay, we're comics and we're talking about true crime. So we might get a little like dark off color. (laughs) Sure. Because how else do you make comedy out of like tragedy other than dark humor? So please don't be offended. Um, I don't know what Tony has in mind, but he's a great comic and very funny. So well, I appreciate that. Thank you. It should be a, a great podcast, but I figured since we're going to be talking about um, some some uh, cases today, and I think some of them might get a little like you know they get a little rough to listen to. I guess I don't know, but I I figured I would break some things up if things got a little too you know hard to handle or I don't know. But anyway, so I'm going to start the podcast out with a quote okay. from a serial killer and see <laughs> if you can name him. Okay. Okay. First, first I stripped her naked. How she did kick, bite, and scratch. I choked her to death, then cut her in small pieces so I could take my meat to my rooms, cook it, and eat it. How sweet her tender little ass roasted in the oven. Er, yeah, how sweet her tender little ass was roasted in the oven. It took me nine days to eat her entire body. I did not fuck her, though I could have, if I wished. She died a virgin. Holy shit. That is a quote. No, so uh, I always, like, that's interesting. I do not have even a guess, really, because the, most of the people I think of that, that I can think of that, like, had something to do with eating their victims, that it was mostly uh, male victims they were eating. So that's, I don't know. Who, who is this one? Albert Fish. Okay. He was a, like, he killed over 100 kids. Oh, shit. He was a, a serial rapist as well. He died in 1937. Okay. So it was a while ago, but he did prefer girls oh, to the boys. But yeah, he was, I guess, I guess it was really bad. But, and yeah, I, but all was so easy back then. Exactly. <laughs> that's why I started with that one, because we both have daughters. Yeah. Oh, man. It's just... I, they're just so easy to kill anybody back then and justified most of the time. I don't know if you're justifying that quote at all ever, but uh, it was a much looser time. 
Well, that and okay, so I I found um, a bunch of statistics on serial killers and the numbers going down and up and you know they they kind of like vary, but I don't think it's so much that there's less people out there like that. I just don't think they have the opportunity because I my kid doesn't go outside and play. I don't. I take her to the bus stop and wait with all the other moms that are waiting at the bus stop. Yeah. And there's no. It's really hard to find a chance to like snatch one off the street and. Yeah, wow. so I uh, I turned forty later this month, uh, which is awful, and uh, so I'm an '80s kid, right? And when that like you as well, right? Yeah. I, I'll be thirty nine on Monday. Okay, so yeah, we're right there in that same ballpark, and so we grew up. In, I, I like to say we grew up in the golden age of kidnapping. We did because like there were still like all these perverts from the sexual revolution, or like at least we were knowing about people. Uh, they had these proclivities, but then kids were still running around all free range and shit. So it was just, it was easier back then because there's like a reason why our generation are helicopter parents, right? Yeah. It's because everything we watched growing up was on TV, was Unsolved Mysteries and America's Most Wanted, even on like the side of our milk I, cartons. Yeah. Well, <laughs> speak, okay. So John Walsh. I grew up in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. So I was born in Indiana, moved to Fort... I started kindergarten in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. So, I mean, Adam Walsh had already been kidnapped, abducted, and found, like, five years before I moved there. Oh, so that's where they were from? Broward County. Okay. And he was abducted from the Broward County Mall, mall and that's where we shopped. Sure. So that... And that, that was before they figured out who did it. So that story was very much alive in where I was growing up. Oh, yeah. So to move there, my I mean... Just, you know, you can only be, like, around the block and at the mall. You have to be close to me. Don't, oh, like, yeah. wander off. And then I was also, in 89, obviously, I was there when they fried Ted Bundy. Yeah. And so, like, I just grew up in it. Like, it, that was, it was Adam Walsh, John Walsh, and Ted Bundy were on the news every single day. Yeah, and so I you talked about how I uh, the whole drive was six hours with true crime. And it's that's uh, all of my – I was at – before comedy and just the world died with COVID, I was doing uh, ten thousand. I was putting ten thousand miles on my car every ninety days on the road. So I was just listening tons of murder stories, <laughs> right? And so many of them were Florida based. And then the majority, like it, almost seems like two out of every three were in the Pacific Northwest. I don't know what was in the water. They all that Ted Bundy kind of double dipped. He went. From the Pacific Northwest to Florida. Florida yeah, so, he traveled. Yeah, he yeah. Was, that was his thing. That was what he was into. Yeah, that's it's crazy. And then see so this guy with the uh, the 1930s killer. Yeah, there were a lot. That's so, and it's so many. Like that's what's mine. But like, so he had to like get on a train and go because that's like wiping out a whole town. I think that? he was from New York. Okay, so So it was a lot. Yeah, so big city, sure. And in they, the I keep thinking acting like the 30s were the 1800s, but there were a lot of orphans. Like a lot of people would get sick mm. and die and um I was and I just working at Amazon, like I just there's so many books that people get. Sure. So there was a big book on like all these different orphans that would be from like New York City and like other big cities and then they would like put them on a train and like send them to the Midwest in different cities. But so yeah, how I mean and it was like right around the nineteen thirty seven. So there was probably just a lot of kids with no 
family, the depression, when we said depression. Well, and the, like there's no surveillance cameras. Rose, yeah. There's no, like if somebody doesn't see you snatch somebody, like if a tree falls in the mm-hmm. woods and nobody's there to watch you get kidnapped, did yeah, it really did, fall? Did, did it really right? happen? Yeah. And if you think back to, I just got a book. It's called, I have, I got it on Audible. I'm, I'm more, I like to like hold something. In yeah, yeah. So I'm going to buy it too, but it's called The Son of Cain. Uh-huh. And, or Sons of Cain or Son of Cain. I don't know. But anyways, it's I sent you that article about how they're expecting a spike in serial killers like in the next 15 years. So whoever wrote that article is the same guy who wrote this book. Okay. Forget his name. I should have looked that up. I know. But <laughs> um, I got it on Audible last night and I wanted to talk about like, you know, like monster folklore, like the mm. werewolf, Bigfoot. All these different things that we grow up yeah. with, like, and he does a chapter on it, and it's all, it's the same thing. Like, you know, don't go to the woods because there's going to be a man when the moon is full and he's going to turn into a werewolf and he's going to eat you. And um, Bigfoot, and there was also, this one was great. It's Scottish. Bigfoot was probably just a tall serial killer. Killer, yeah. <laughs> or like the BTK, or a lot of them look, they have that look. Oh, yeah. The BT- and- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that BTK, that was the guy. He was uh, the Dennis Raider, right? He yeah. was the, like... Buying torture kill. Yeah, he would, like, sneak out of his kids, like, uh, he was a Boy Scout leader. Yeah, he was. He was and the probably somehow topped the <laughs> the other worst thing that he could have done as a Boy Scout leader, but he would use those trips in the overnight camping trips. He would sneak out of his tent. And use that That's as, brilliant. yeah, that would be his alibi. That's smart. Uh, in, in fact, uh, like he, like the sloppiest he ever got, he killed like somebody from like, it was either his next door neighbor or on the same, that lived on the same street. And it, he was on a camping trip, a Boy Scout trip that night. So they didn't even think about it. Yeah. Uh, he never came up on the radar. <laughs> that is crazy. Well, he was also, I mean, he had several jobs, but one of his jobs was he was a security camera installer. Ugh. So, And he would also do just like security systems. And so he would go to people who were, I guess, like terrified of the BTK killer. And he was the <laughs> one setting up their security surveillance and camera and system. That is I just... How sick, I mean, that that has to, like, fuel them. Oh, that, you hear, like, how they will, like, take trophies and stuff like that, or, like, are obsessed with watching the news and reading the paper about the case. That, to hear somebody buying uh, security cameras because of what you're doing, that, that, that had to be just total boner fuel for them so ted bundy's last wife i think he was married twice so he's married he had a girlfriend for a long time yeah. Anyways, but his girlfriend that married him like in the courtroom when he was on trial in florida um the way he met her was at a search party in washington when they were looking for one of his victims jesus so he was in the search party they say I a mean, lot of people are like yeah. a lot and that happens that's insane it's like what what did he do like sorry i gotta dip out early i gotta you know get rid of this chick in my <laughs> trunk so you guys can find her i mean it just it's mind-blowing yeah they, and that's the you know they just assume they're smart a lot of the time think they're smarter than everybody else so they take those just insane risks like that and it pays off a lot of the time yeah. i uh Another, and I kind of, like, because I want to talk about the um, the Delphi murders. Yeah, there's been some big 
local, like national cases. Like you were talking about the Adam Walsh. That was one that was local to you, but I obviously it was huge, right? Spawned his dad and all those shows and all everything that came with that. But these cases from Indiana, the Delphi cases, all over, you know, like Oprah it's, doing shit on it. And stuff. Yeah, Oprah, uh, Dr. Phil, Dr. Oz. I saw a thing on, I was just going through clips, CNN, all of them. Uh-huh. But um, the reason I want to talk about it is because, well, one, it's like an hour away from here. And I grew, I also, where, I, where I'm from, I was born in Tipton, Indiana, which okay. is right up there. It's like 20 minutes from Delphi, 30 minutes maybe. Yeah. So it's all up in that north, northeast, north central mm-hmm. part of Indiana. And, um, but they released, if you guys don't, I'm sure probably anyone listening, the Delphi murders, these two girls um, went for a walk on like a trestle trail, railroad, old historic yeah, like thing. A, yeah, yeah, bridge. Like a- town park kind of thing but um i'm gonna get into the timeline in a second but they did release somehow one of the girls libby was able to get a video of the guy that kidnapped them and um so they showed it all over like indiana and it's it's not a really good picture very grainy but yeah because i mean it was moving it was a few years ago and it was like a few seconds so you can't it's it's Looks like everyone in Indiana. Yeah. Except for Tony. You are actually the only person in <laughs> yeah, Indiana that, that does not yeah. look like that person. But, um, but no, you can clearly see a gun in the picture. So um, he had like a gun in his, I think it's his left pocket or maybe. Yeah, I think it was his right. I had never, until you said that in the messages we were going back and forth, I had never noticed that before. But yeah, it was, uh, very, it was very clearly clear. an outline of the back. To me, I saw... You see the, the back handle and yeah. like the handle and then the butt and the back of the gun very pronounced. Yeah, you can see it, but I just can't believe they never talked about that on the news. Yeah, because I mean, it, what one, it doesn't matter, yeah. and two, technically it's speculation because we really don't know. Sure, but um, I have I've had a gun held to my head. Yeah, and um, I was living in Vegas, so that I tracks. Yeah. <laughs> right. And um, my roommate at the time started dating this guy. He was, we met him through like a mutual friend. He was a little weird, but he was cool. Like, he was like one of those like really cool, like just out there creative types. So um, not my type, but anyways, <laughs> I was up in my room one day and I could hear him like arguing. And this was kind of becoming like a common like occurrence. And I just kept thinking, like, I just wanted them to wrap it up because I didn't want to go down there. Yeah. Like, and yeah, I could yeah, tell yeah. it was, like, escalating. And it's like, well, how long do I wait? Like, five minutes, ten minutes? I'm not thinking anything about a gun. Sure. I'm just thinking about them getting in a this physical fight. This is an fight. awkward situation yeah. to leave in the house with. And she, yeah, and she's five foot. And he was, like, I don't know, like, six foot. So, like, if, and she was feisty. So, like, I just didn't want to have to intervene. So, finally, it just keeps, like, you know, getting worse and worse. And another reason I didn't want to go down there, and I should just add this in because it just makes the story so much better, but he was kind of like my go-to drug dealer. (laughs) And I'm not a social butterfly, okay? So, like, it's hard for me to, like, and I'm not into, like, hard drugs, but if I want to get some weed or molly or shrooms, I want it, like, on demand. Like, I'm an 80s kid, 90s kid. Like, I've had everything at my fingertips, and except for drugs. Like, that was always hard for me to find. And I didn't want to mess that up. Because they get, drug dealers are weird, and if you piss them off, you're not going to be able to get anything. So that was another reason I didn't want to go downstairs. So finally, I have to go downstairs. I get down there, and they're fighting over a gun. 
Oh, and shit. Luckily, I did. I mean, it wasn't even like. Like arguing over the gun can't. being there or like they're, they're actually wrestling over. The, over oh, oh, wrestling shit. over the gun. It, yeah. So, and as soon as I got down there, he grabbed me, held the gun to my head, like threw me over the couch. And I mean, this was all in a matter of seconds. seconds right. So, like, I stand up, he grabs me again, he literally puts the gun to my head, walks me over to like the stairs where I came down from, and he's like, just, he's like, sit down. And. Then they went back to fighting, and now they're fighting over the gun again. And when you have a gun held to your head, what what I remember was you just feel the life drop out of you. Sure. There's no fear. There's no, like, panic. I mean, just the life drops out of you because what can you do? You have yeah. a gun held to your head. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting on the steps, and the only thing I remember next, I don't remember any, like, thought process of like, oh, what should I do? Should I get up and run? Should I say something? It was just run to the door and, you know, have your hand ready to unlock the deadbolt. That, and I just went. Yeah. It was, it's all like one thing. Like you don't even think, you just do it. And luckily the deadbolt was unlocked, so I didn't have to unlock the door. But I ran two houses down, knocked on the door, and by the time somebody answered, he had already like pulled out and he, when he was pulling out, he was firing off the gun. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I have... Uh never been at gunpoint uh i've held many people at gunpoint uh, <laughs> so, uh, but i have um a buddy who worked in like apartment maintenance and there was a shooting at his complex and he got she was one that got shot oh wow so uh he like at the time his office was in the same uh building as like the laundromat and stuff on on uh, site of the complex and so he came out of his office and was walking uh out the down a hallway and out a door and at the same time somebody had walked in that door and which is not a big deal there are people there all the, coming in and out of that building all the time with the laundromat so he didn't think anything of it but he did say it was just one of those things where he thought to turn over his shoulder and when he turned and looked over his shoulder the dude had a gun pointed at him, and he, he took off, and it was one of those big steel doors, like at a, a school or something, you know, with like the push, push bar. Yeah. And uh, he got shot in the elbow as he was going out the door, and then like three more were in the door, and then he took off and left pro left the property, like went across yeah. the street. To a gas station, called the police. He didn't know if this dude was what, what? Like, he didn't know if he was just after him for some reason, like what it was. And it was just an angry dude that ended up like shooting like four people and then getting uh, in a shootout and killed by the police that day. But like, that was just a random day That's at work. Ran it's the uh, crime rate, but the violent crime rate right now is like at the highest it's been in like a decade, they said. Or close yeah. to like a decade. It's uh, skyrocketing right now. I saw something it like it just as the year ended, they were I, I saw a news article that was kind of tracking uh the number of murders as the year was closing out and it was going up like by the day you would get like three or four. Okay. And I don't know if it was just Indianapolis or if it was Marion County in full or what it was. Uh but it was um like 240 for the year. Just here? 
Yeah. That's great. And we haven't had any, I mean. And maybe it was Indiana. I don't, like I said, I'm not sure. Probably, I think it might have just been Indiana. But it's high, like, nationwide. Like, like a trend that they haven't seen in, like, close to, like, a yeah. decade. And we haven't had any mass shootings this year. Oh, yeah. Which is even weirder to have such a high number. But, I mean, obviously, I mean, lockdown, COVID, all that stuff. But they, the trend started, What they started seeing it in 2019. Okay. One, which is weird. But That is weird. I wonder if there was a spike in, like, domestic shootings and stuff over, like, quarantine. I know. I, oh, I bet. I had, like, uh, <laughs> your marriage to survive 2020 had to, you had to like each other. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like, you still had to be good with being around each other and not needing that eight hours a day at work that and well child abuse is up oh shit yeah, yeah. that because pe- trying kids, to teach kids is what yeah. that is probably there's kids still at home that that still haven't gone back to school i yeah. would be i would be losing my mind like there's i would have been i mean it was hard enough but we ended school like in february and then she didn't go back until well August. In what grade? July, actually. Uh, well, she's in fifth grade now. Oh, see, that's so hard. I couldn't... I got lucky. My daughter just turned 16. So she's a sophomore. So it's not like I would have been doing homework yeah. with her anyway, really. And But her mom and I both said, like, you know, we both have wear masks and take everything seriously. And so we told her, you know, we're fine. If you want to stay home, that's fine. Go to school... That first week, uh, we'll dri- I'll drive you, pick you up so you're not on the bus. I feel like that's the biggest thing. But see how they set the classes up, how they do school. See if you're comfortable. And because uh, they were going back on like a Thursday. So it was like two days. See how they've got everything laid out. See if you're comfortable. And then she made the decision herself to stay because she's like, I'm in like – too many, she was in like three or four AP classes. Oh, yeah. And she's yeah. like, I can't. It was one thing when school went e-learning last year at the end of the year, and they just quit doing new stuff. But I can't teach myself AP chemistry, <laughs> you no. know, for the first time. And I was like, very, that's a very good yeah. point. Let's chemistry is. I hated chemistry. Oh god. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like I, it was one of those things where I was. Uh, I enjoyed math and science go, uh, going through school, and then it got to a point that it just got too hard. It, it's hard. Yeah. I moved. I moved back to Indiana my sophomore year, and in Florida they do. Oh, here they do block scheduling. I'm assuming uh-huh. in high school, but our block scheduling was different. We had four classes a semester, and then it would switch to another four classes. And in Indiana, you had four classes every other day, or you had four classes every day, and then it rotated. Oh, okay. Um, so you were in class longer for each class, but sure. um, let's, yeah, that's how it was in Florida, but they did it um, just, you had four classes a semester, and in Indiana, you had four classes every other day. Does that make kind of sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I didn't have chemistry yet, and I had to start chemistry, like, in the middle of chemistry, like, around November. Yeah. And it was so hard. And I remember right before break, because our teacher gave us homework and I complained about it. And he's like, well, Miss Edgel, they say it's a giving season. And I still remember that. Like, yeah. it's like what a prick. Just stuck with you? <laughs> yeah, just stuck with me. That's funny. So I, um, I actually did very well in uh, math and stuff during high school, but then 
I shit in the bed when I went to college the first time, <laughs> and I went back at like 28. And so I took calculus in high school for college credit, uh, and then I had to take one math class at IUPUI to get my degree. But when they give like the little test, like the placement <laughs> test, I did so shitty that I had to take three non-credit classes before I could take the one class I needed. So luckily I found this out early because it took me two years to get through one math class. And they shouldn't, really, when you're going back, that shouldn't even be required because sometimes it's not the fact that you don't know what you're doing. It's just you forget the operation. You forget, like, am I, is it FOIL? Am I, is it, yeah. do I multiply the parentheses? And then it's a mess. It's, I had oh. the same issue. Yeah. And then on the flip side, on uh, I took a Spanish, I took four years of Spanish in high school, forgot m almost all of it, right? <laughs> I can't. And uh, I took the placement test for Spanish, and I could, I remembered enough of it that I could guess on an eight, a, you know, a f multiple choice test. I just couldn't, I get, didn't remember how to conjugate, I didn't remember what <laughs> thing, you know, I could just spot things and uh but i te i needed three semesters uh of foreign language for my degree and they put me into the third semester and i didn't know shit <laughs> <laughs> i was horrible at math i'm still horrible at math i can't t try to help my daughter with math i mean like i have to like look stuff up yeah and they did um and this kind of like screwed us too because she was like in the process of learning long division mm -hmm. when they went, when they stopped school. Oh yeah. And then they really didn't like do much of it on e-learning. And she, I, I worked a bunch cause they were paying overtime at Amazon. Yeah. So like she would go to her dad's for like a week and I'd work like 50 hour weeks. So I could yeah, like, yeah. make a bunch of money. And I, so I don't know what all like he helped in. It wasn't, I mean, she completed her work, but I don't think he like, helped her. And he's an engineer of oh, all yeah, things. Sure. Sure. And um, some people just aren't teachers, man. That's what sucks about this. There's going to be a big, there's a big chunk lap. of kids that have a big yeah. <laughs> gap of knowledge for a year. I, I have, I took, she's in tutoring now twice a week because, and it, it was just what happened was because of the long division and the way that they teach it now. Mm -hmm. um, and the, they use like grouping. I don't even, find, oh, it's weird. Yeah. It's, it, I was it's, luckily, she was good at it because I didn't have, I see my friends. And I remember her homework. And it just, it looks like they're doing different things. It's completely different. It's, yeah. I mean, it's math, math is the same. What? But no, it is different. It was fine when you're adding and maybe a little bit of multiplication. And it's something that you, like, that we already automatically do. Like, especially when you're balancing a checkbook. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's basically kind of like fractions and money. Like you're, when you're adding and you kind of like, oh, if I got to add all this stuff up, you know, you round yeah, so yeah, like yeah. the 10th or like eight oh, to yeah, five yeah, yeah. and then you keep track of the other ones and then you add those up really quick and so that's what they're doing but when you get into long division you can't really do that it's it's a lot harder you have to yeah. have like your multiplications memorized and mm -hmm. yeah so i i just we we're doing tutoring twice a week yeah and yeah. she's fine i mean she's average yeah but she was just having too many questions that i couldn't help i was like you can't fall behind in math like tutoring mm -hmm. Yeah, oh. man, that's there's a big chunk of that right now. Like, I can't imagine, like, being out of the Midwest where, like, you people have not left their house since March. Think about shit. the inner, like, think about, like, the south side of Chicago. 
those poor kids, oh my, they're already behind. And a lot, I mean, I just can't believe they're still out of school. I, I get it because COVID is dangerous, but sometimes you got to figure out a way to make sure kids are getting educated, especially right. those kids. Yeah, yeah. And that's uh, another thing like with... Especially math. Well, and then e-learning is a lot harder without the internet. Oh, and what, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure their parents work. Yeah. It's it's a complicated yeah. issue. But I wanted to get into this. Um, uh, yeah. It's a murder. Okay. So, the Delphi murders. So, Abby and Libby, Abby uh, Williams and uh, Libby German. And I, I did take care to, like, remember all their names. I didn't want to. I mean, and I'm bad at that. I don't. I usually don't care, but on this, I actually like. I have to remember this. Okay, so February thirteenth, two thousand and seventeen, um, sometime between one forty-five and one p.m., the girls were dropped off. I know it's kind of like a long sure. um, window, but the girls were dropped off by uh, Libby's older sister, Kelsey German. Mm -hmm. um, it was a Monday. It was a makeup snow day that they had extra, so they didn't have school that day, and. Um, the, it was completely, like, spontaneous for them to go. Yeah. They've been Both of them have been together several times. A lot of kids have been several times. Um, so it was just kind of like a cool hangout place. But, and uh, this is kind of gets a little to explain uh, Libby's family. Libby lives with her grandparents. Uh -huh. So her uh, paternal grandmother, um, which is Becky, and then her um, step-grandpa, which is Mike, so it's Becky and Mike Patty. Those are okay, the grandparents. Yeah. And so Becky's like, yeah, you can go. Just make sure um, you get a ride back. Because she had to go to work and her grandpa was going to be at work. And she's still close with her dad because her dad lives in the town. I think he's just like a drug addict, alcoholic. Not, I mean, he's yeah, around. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's around, but he's not around. So mm -hmm. he can't take care of himself. He can't take care of his kids. And her mom lives in Kentucky. Okay. So that's Abby. Or that's Libby. So they go... Oh, and Libby was going to have her dad. Her dad was going to pick her up. Yes. So that's the story. Sum that up. So around, and then the next thing we know, at 2.07, um, Libby posts a picture of Abby on the bridge to Snapchat. So they've reached the, I think it's the northeast corner of the bridge. Uh -huh. It doesn't matter. The end of the bridge where the trail ends. That's the important part. Yes. So there's all these historic trails. One of the trails goes over like a trestle. I don't know if you guys know what they are, but it's, it's like a bridge, bridge that a railroad would go over. Yeah, like in uh, Stand, Stand By, by Me. me. Yep. <laughs> That's exact, it's exactly what it is. And then the trail ends at this end of the bridge where Libby took the picture of Abby. And we know it was at 207 because she posted it. And then um, Libby's dad arrives sometime around, I don't know, between like 3 and 3.15. I think it, it's, it's on record. He texted Libby like at 3.12 or 3.11 to say he's almost there. Yeah. Um, the girls don't show up. And so, like, around three, I mean, he obviously he gets out and he goes to look, not thinking anything's wrong. Sure. Not thinking anything's wrong. I doubt he walked all the way to where the bridge was. He did, definitely didn't cross the bridge. Nobody would have. Like, any right. parent just would have, like, you know, and then continued calling and texting. So, um, he can't get a hold of her. Around 3.30, he calls Becky's, or he calls his mom, which is Becky, which is Libby's grandmother, her guardian. And he's like, I can't get a hold of the girls. They both start calling, no answer, no answer. Becky calls her husband, Mike Patty, who was at work in Lafayette at Caterpillar, I think is where yeah. he worked. Okay. So, um, and she's like, we can't get a hold of the girls. I'm headed out to the trail. 
Um, Mike, Patty meets her there like around, I don't know, 4, 4.30. So by 4.30, we have three people looking for the girls. Not thinking anything's wrong, just thinking, where are they at? What are they doing? By 5 o'clock, because it's February, so it's probably what? Five, oh, yeah. Yeah, it gets dark. It's almost... Yeah, 6 o'clock now, yeah. yeah. So um, by 5 o'clock, they call the police, and they start looking for the girls. They never find them. At some point, like around 2.30 in the morning, they call up the search. Some night, family yeah. members kept work, kept looking. Um, the next day, around 12, 12.30, they find the girls... So, and they, they've been murdered. They, we don't know the cause of death. They've never released any of that. They've been very tight lipped. Yes. Um, but what, if you, it's kind of hard to like, I've seen like the videos and stuff. So like how I said, they had reached the end of the bridge where the, the trails in there. So once you're there, there's no other trail to go down. You just turn around and you walk back. So, um, what, and shortly after they found the bodies, it wasn't very long after that. I think it was on. The 15th, they released a photo of the bridge guy. That's what they yeah, call him, yeah. the bridge guy. <laughs> and it's just, he's like, I don't know, he's probably like 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, yeah, just portly, old, yeah. like... He has a blue jacket on. That's, is that a blue <laughs> Yeah, it is. Um, he has like a scarf on. He has a hoodie under the jacket. He has jeans on. You can't really see his face. Very every Midwest person. It looks like yeah, every yeah. Midwest yeah. person yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. And you can't tell if he has a mustache or if it's a shadow they you can't can. tell anything. And um, and he has a hat on. So he's very well disguised. And he's looking down. Yeah, and he well. has a gun in his pocket. So he knows what he's there to do. Yeah, so he, he's not trying to... Get noticed. Yeah. And um, short, like two days after that, I think it was on... So they released the picture. And of course, everyone goes nuts because it looks like everyone. So they get tons of like calls. And they did a search warrant on a house. And I think the search warrant was written based off that someone lived in this house that looked like him. They found nothing. I don't think yeah. they, the person, it, they could have called it on me or you. It was just someone, you know, made a call. And the house was somewhere close to the trail. So, um, and then on, I think it was, it doesn't matter. Like two days after that, like on the 17th or maybe like the 19th, they released the audio. So not only did Libby get a picture of this guy, she also put her phone Back in her pocket because the girl, they the girls knew they were being followed by a yes. creepy guy because there was something about a creepy guy reporting on Libby's phone because Abby had said, "Is that creepy guy still behind me?" And then um, another recording of the guy. He walks up and you hear guys long pause down the hill. Yes, and they they played that on the news several times. Doesn't it sounds just like a Midwest person talking? Yeah, can't yeah, yeah, tell. Yeah. Anything, but um, the pause I think is significant because that's when he pulled the gun out. He was like, "Guys, got their oh. attention," and that it because it's that makes a lot of yeah yeah. And um, so then he walked him down this hill, up, and then crossed. There was a service road, so then he had him cross this little service road, and then back into like this wooded part part down a ravine. And so the bodies were found. Like, eventually, like, on a farmer's land, right? It was on private land, but it was just on the edge. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, and, and they had nothing to do with it. They right. They just owned yeah, part yeah, yeah. of the land. So, it would be like owning a house, and then you have woods behind your house. Yes. Um, and so, the bodies were found, like, they, I've heard two things. I've heard a little over a half a mile, and then I've heard three quarters of a mile. Pretty, we're talking, like, 400 meters of difference, so it's yeah, yeah. not that significant. But, um, 
metric system. Oh, yeah, I like the. I understand the metric because I, I, I do. Not, the metric oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Metric is so, especially when you're. It, metric is so much easier. Oh yeah. And better to yeah. So um, but yeah, so half a mile, three quarters of a mile, mile, whatever. Um, but across a creek. And I get, and this creek, we're taught, I mean, depending on the time of year and rain, it can vary, but they would have at least had to have been knee high, probably higher, more like thigh high water to cross this creek. So it's most likely, and I think what they said is that they were killed on the other side of the creek when, after they crossed, not like yeah, yeah. something happened and then like he drug them across or anything like that. They were killed where they were found. Um... Which I, that gets to me, like that whole, like, I think if it, if it they've been very tight, like we don't know the cause yeah. of death, we don't know if they were sexually assaulted, right nothing, we just know it was a random attack, um, they, they, they pretty much cleared the family, they don't think they were lured there, like nothing no. like that, but the crossing the, the river or the creek really, I, I think that's part of it, like, because I was listening, um, to some like recent stuff where they had like the police, you know how the police will like say stuff to like, you're a coward and we know we'll, yeah. we'll get you and we're just yeah, waiting yeah. for you to slip up. And we just had the, the, the uh, state police officer that's like in charge of it. I think they, he, the last time he spoke was maybe like a few months ago and he's like, we're just one puzzle piece away. And it's like, shut up. Like yeah. you're not one puzzle. You, you have and he, and he kept saying, we're confident we're going to, you know, find this guy because we have so much evidence we have this photo which is nothing that nobody yeah yeah and then we have this audio recording which, which is nothing yeah i mean so and they've i think in the beginning they said they had dna if they then, have any well and now they can get touch dna and everything else so if they have any sort of dna um if i were a parent i guess, yep. i would be banging the walls until somebody does this familial DNA because that's the fucking future. Man. First, like, they they can't they won't touch DNA. No one's gonna mess. I mean, right. it's so because sure they both girls were covered with touch DNA from what I was reading because okay. and we both of us are everyone is yeah yeah so, so there's no way to yeah unless but what, yeah. what what they'll find is and touch DNA does work because they'll find like when people are like sexually assaulted. They'll find obviously the semen, the DNA, and then they'll find the touch DNA on them. Yeah. But um, I do think they have DNA because they said it in the very beginning. And what I don't understand is, and we should clarify this: Delphi is a town of less than three thousand people. Yeah. Less than three thousand people. Yeah. The county, Carroll County, where it's located, is less than twenty-two thousand people. And to your point, I don't think you march them down a hill through a ravine and technically onto somebody else's property without somewhat knowing where you're at. Yeah, because he had to know the trail ended. Had and to. There was no way for, there was no, I mean, they could have ran into stickers, but that's not yeah. an option when you get, you know, you're going to listen. Like I said, you feel the life drop out of you. It is, yeah. it's the weirdest thing. I, I can't explain it. So like, you're kind of like at their mercy. Oh, 100%. Like, what do you do? You yeah. know, you're not Jackie Chan. You're not going to... So he knew he knew the area. He knew what he was doing. Um, so he's definitely from the county. Or comes and goes, goes from the county, if nothing else. Yeah. I've heard that. Like, maybe he works or has relatives or has lived or, like, visits enough or comes to hunt. That was something that I heard, like, maybe 
you know that area if you come just for the parks or because you're a hunter and you know local areas. And hunt, they were when they were found, the way that they were it was um, there was a it was a volunteer and a search party and he was either like Libby's uncle, cousin or was dating what a Libby's cousin or something like that. It was, so the person that found them yeah, had some was, connection to the family. Yeah, but but it was with a search party. Sure, sure. And they hadn't crossed. They I don't know if they had crossed the creek yet, but they were using like iPhones to get like a bet. The the way that they were able to catch them or not catch them, find them so easily was because they were they were a bunch of deer around them. So like. The, mm. you stop when there's, I mean, yeah. to see a deer in the wild is pretty cool. Yeah. And then they um, found them, which I thought was weird because deer are pretty. Herbivore? Yeah, they're herbivore, but they are so, like, finicky. Like, you even, if they hear, like, you, to see a deer in the woods is rare. Every yeah. now and then you might hear one run. You see them, like, in pastures eating, but it's because they're so scared of humans. Yeah. They have to be. Yeah, very skittish. They're very skittish. So I thought that was odd. Um, and the they said that the crime scene was odd. Like, no one had ever seen anything like it, like, at all. They said it was just very odd. They said that there was three signatures, which is a signature is like, you know, some people like to take eyeballs. Yeah. Oh, someone, shit. Someone might want to cut your fingers off. There's, right. You know, there's so many signatures. Yeah. So they said that there was three signatures found oh, for hell. sure. It was very odd. There was a lot of physical evidence at the scene. So that's fingerprints, footprints, handprints, right. bolt murder weapon, what a cigarette butt, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, they said, what else did they say? Oh, um, well, yeah, that's, they won't release the cause of death. It was not a gun um, because he said that, you know, normal crime scene you see, uh, you know, there's a dead person with three gunshot wounds or three gunshots and you have Kel's or shell casings. He was like, this was, it was not that type of yeah. case. So they got to be strangled, right? Like that's the, well strangled or I, the rumor is, um, and there's tons of podcasts on this. Yeah. Like yeah. Delphi's like I said, like Del- it went national. That yeah. was the case. That, yeah. Very quickly. So the rumor is that Abby was, um, st- like stabbed directly in the jugular the artery and in the heart. Shit. So they don't know which one. Yeah, and then yeah. that uh, Libby was basically almost decapitated. But I don't know if it's true. Yeah. That we have no clue if that's true. But regardless, what I'm what I'm more focused on is the three signatures. Yeah. Because that when I when I read that and then they said that they just don't want to release the cause of death because I mean, they said it was horrific. So I'm thinking strangulation or yeah, like you say, like the, yeah, near the But what I was thinking was because some people are just sadistic killers. Yeah, like the the sexual gratification or just the gratification in general is killing. And yeah, torturing. just torturing. Yeah, and um, I do know that one shoe was found on what one of Libby's shoes. It was a black pair of Nikes were found on one side of the creek, and then everything else was on the other side of the creek the bodies and I think maybe one of them were found naked, but again, this is all rumors. Yeah. Yeah. But for someone to make you walk through waist high and I saw a video the next day when the the rescue teams were crossing and they, of course they had to do everything like links, like arm and arm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the people that were at the end, the guy that was at the end, he was waist high. So, so I mean to make somebody cross. So yeah, like that's torture. 
Because it was February. I mean, it was warm that day. Mm, shit, yeah. It, that water would have been freezing. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's pro. I think that's. I think he's just a sadistic killer. So I mean, the signatures could be. Who knows what they were? Yeah, I don't know what the like. To your point, like if they were very far from cro- the other side of this creek or water, like why would he? cross because he had to get wet too yeah we saw the video he was in jeans and like a carhartt or a hoodie or Uh, something it wasn't like he was in waders and like fishing boots you know so but a lady walking her dog earlier that day around noon 12 30 said that she saw him and spoke to him at the end of the bridge so they're assuming that he came up like around back to like a cemetery so maybe he left a bag with like waiters. Like mm-hmm. they, who knows? Sure. You just don't know. No. Um, but I do think it was all about torture. Like, cause they, I guess when, cause you, they've done interviews with people that are into this and they get off on like seeing the fear, like someone coming in and like torturing you yeah. and killing you and making me watch it. Yes. Like they get off on like seeing the expressions and the movements. And um, so yeah, two girls. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, that's what I think it was. I've heard uh, the Golden State Killer got caught a couple of years ago. We were talking about familial DNA. That's how he got busted. But to like you were saying, his big thing was the fear that he was putting into people, and um, it, he was so prolific with like fifty rapes and thirteen murders. But like when he was in the middle of the rapes, it was so much. It was making so much news. Victims, some of the later victims were like we are like they were always reading and just obsessed with the case and knew what was about to happen to them as things were happening and one of the girls i i or one of those victims uh specifically made it a point to not give him any fear reaction at all and he left her relatively quickly compared to everybody else because he wasn't getting that fear. Yeah. yeah. I was reading BTK. Like, sometimes he would, like, after he'd tie the women up, like, sometimes he would dress up, like, in their panties and their bras and then, like, pretend to, like, choke himself and, like, kind of, like, yeah. act out what he was going to do to them. Did you... Have you ever seen the mask that BTK had? No. Oh, he had women's masks, too. I did... I've never seen it, but I read about that. It yeah. is creepy as shit. I don't know. Look at it. Oh, sorry. It's my little thing. Well, oh, this what? is an Amazon, like, pop-up. It's like a little <laughs> bottle nice. top for cans. I, uh... It's nice in the road, because sometimes I'll, like... I hate if you're driving and you open a can, and, like, that... You, I feel obligated to, like, chug the first quarter yeah. so it doesn't spill yeah. all over my fucking car. I don't use straws anymore because I guess it causes wrinkles. So like, I do the same thing if I'm like, a fountain drink. And that's why I can't put the lid I was so waiting can... for like the like <laughs> the turtle argument or like the environment yeah, argument. No, like, no. Cause... Screw the turtles. I don't care. No. Wrinkles. That's so fucking great. But while you're looking that picture up, because I I had a guy like jump out of the bushes when I was running on the Monon, Ooh, like jacking shit. off. Oh my God, that is, I would, oh God. Yeah. These people, they're just, they're just so not right. I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah, this. (laughs) Oh my God. Creepy. It's like a dull woman mask. It is fucking gross. Yeah. They're not, I had a, I had a guy jump, I was running on the Monon and I had a guy jump out of the bushes jacking off 
And when I didn't jump out, it was more like he stepped and like turned. And like he put a lot of emphasis on like the leg that he was like kind of like blocking where I couldn't run. Yeah. And I did. I just, because I mean, it was daylight. I knew there were people behind me. I had known this was kind of happening on the Monon. Oh, that's that is him <gasps> dressed up in one of his videos oh that they God. found. He recorded some of his. his yeah, videos. like he would uh, tie himself up and oh, like hang, take pictures. He would like to uh, put himself in like the. He could somehow, and I don't know how, but he could tie those knots and like the bind. Like uh, the bindings, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. He was an army, and uh, but he could tie those on himself, and he would like all but hang himself. And so there's pictures of like him with like a oh, noose man. and like hanging from like yeah, super so like Buffalo Bill <laughs> creepy type shit. But yeah, I went off on the guy. Like I started screaming and yelling yeah. and just calling him a loser. And I'm like, you got a small dick, <laughs> and just, and then I. I didn't want to like run around him and I didn't want to like turn my back. So I kind of like just turned at an angle so I, I could flag these guys that were like on a bike. And they, as soon as they started riding up, he like ran back off into the woods and back through somebody's yard. I mean, he didn't live at this house off in Milan for sure. sure. But um, yeah, and then I yelled at the guys for not like chasing him because I was mad. Like, I, then yeah. I saw, so now I had to call the police and I had to file a report. It's just a pain in the ass. And I had a similar thing. Um, I've had people follow me on the interstate, like jacking off, and like what I mean, they like go out of their way to, to like show you, know, you yeah. what they're doing. It's Jesus. the grossest thing. It's gross, but yeah, and that's a, I think that's a reaction thing. They like the reaction, I guess. Uh huh. But but yeah. So, anyways, what else? But yeah. So the the Delphi murders. Okay, this town less than three thousand people. Like, I close this BTK. I'm just sitting here looking at all these mask pictures. Both Thanks. of their parents are all from Delphi. The grandparents are from Delphi. The great grandparents are from Delphi. Okay. Everyone in this town, like yeah, they all. A you're three thousand person town you're is either, so towny. You're either related to them or <laughs> you're banging them. And <laughs> if you're not banging them, then one of your cousins are. It's, Somebody's ba- yes. yeah. It's one of those towns. Mm-hmm. So I don't <laughs> understand why. People in that town, cause if, okay, so when they do, when they solve, like, the Golden State Killer, yeah. okay, police need a warrant to get DNA from Ancestry.com or from 23andMe or Heritage.com. Yes. They have to get a warrant for Gen that. Match is public. And it's can... public. They don't need a warrant. Right. But they just change their, now when you give your DNA, you can opt out of. But, yeah, but if it's your cousin, that that's the thing. Like, none of these killers are the ones given their DNA. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. The way that they do it, and so, like, I don't understand why everyone in that time, I mean, yeah. Judd Mouth should just be shipping it to people. If they don't want to send it back in, it doesn't matter. They just need, like, a fourth cousin. Mm-hmm. Because the way that they do it, I guess, I, re- I, I did go into depth about this because of, like, because I'm, I'm pretty liberal on, like, rights and stuff like that, but... On this, no, I don't, I think for murder and rape, if the cops want to search your database, they should be able to. Yeah. They have solved hundreds. Yes. Hundreds of cold cases. And I mean. I look at this GEDMAT shit as no different than, uh, like, if you're convicted of a violent felony, you have to submit DNA just so they can put it in police. Yeah, they do that now. Right. Yeah. And we brought up the uh, Golden State Killer. California passed that law in California about uh, felons giving DNA samples. 
because of that case. That was a reaction to trying to find that dude. And so this jet, I, I agree. I don't, I am also very liberal, but I am like all for this. Like, fuck it. Because I, I could, okay, I have a 11 year old. You have a sophomore. Uh huh. Okay, I just reading about this case as much as I had to like research it. Now I feel like connected. Yeah. So I couldn't imagine what a parent would go through, like having someone brutally murder your child in the woods. Like, I don't think you're so invested and then everything's just gone. I couldn't imagine. So I can't believe people aren't just giving all their DNA to GEDmatch from that town and county. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they really know how it works, but because <laughs> it's such a small town, yeah. I mean, I'm from a small like town where there's one stoplight that they added when I was in high school because they put in a new elementary school, mm-hmm. so they had to, and it's a four way stop. It's not even like a real, and I, yeah, I, I just, but the way that they do it, so technically all humans DNA is between like ninety seven point nine and ninety eight point something percent identical. Mm-hmm. You can't tell it's identical. So the rest, the 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 other two percent is what makes us like separation. Yeah. yeah. So like, and you, so like with our great grandparents, or maybe it's just our grandparents, our DNA would be about around twelve percent yes. identical. And then it goes. So at, when you're looking at a even like a third cousin, it's like four percent. Four percent of your DNA is identical to your uh, third cousins, and that's for everyone. Yes. So that's how they do it. So, like, if they're looking for, like, exact, uh-huh. I guess there's, like, I don't know, 20 billion letters in our DNA, our genome makeup. Um, there's a show called uh, The Genetic Detective, and it's about a lady who... Uh, I think, I, I think yeah. Yeah, she, she solved, actually, um, a case here from Indiana, the, the Turley case, uh, can't remember the girl's name. I apologize, but it was another Indiana State. Uh, uh no, like region, uh, like the region. It was uh, like an early '80s or like sometime. It was a long, uh, cold case murder of a, a child, and I didn't know that. yeah, and uh, it was like Fort Wayne, I believe, and th- she's the one that ended up Salt, like specifically the person that does it, and. She talked about, uh, like I've seen in that show, her talk about her process and what she does. And it is, like you were talking about all that percentage. Like when she gets a partial match, that's all she's got, right? And then she, based on that percent, knows what she's looking for. It's got to be in these families. It's got to be by the percentage of DNA this far away, whether it's a cousin or third, third removed type of shit, right? She's got all the uh, percentages she knows for that. She knows where to look and she has to start. Then it's just a, like actual detective work where she's digging through ancestry.com and find, or like the, like the records part where it's, she's finding marriage certificates and trying to find, um, People that like where families merge, right? Like she's got two percent of this family and two percent of this family. It's somewhere, like in this murder, those two families are both represented. So somewhere, those families had married and came together. She has to find where that happened and then do like the the generational like tree, yeah. yep build. And she literally will build a family tree out based off of records. 
and then comes up with, okay, we know this is going to be, it was a male, and we, uh, based on any information they have, she can, uh, like, narrow down age range or, like, when, who lived in what, like, she can look at records and be like, okay, this person lived here in this stretch of time, they're a viable, and, like, she'll... Oh, look, it's the bus driver. After 40 years, like, nail it down in, like, two weeks of... Digging through the internet. Yeah, they they say it's it's. I I read about it, and then I was reading about like what the ACLU has issues with it. Sure. None of it is scientific. None of it. All the complaints. None of it has to do with people being like wrongly accused. Because even like, I mean, sometimes they'll go question people who aren't the people. Yeah. And then they just have them given a, a DNA test, and then they're ruled out, and then they bring in their dad or their yep. brother, or it's that close, and then they te- they're the ones yep. that complete the chain but um i to, even the aclu they the only thing that they have an issue with is with like there's a they found they saw the jane doe a baby that was buying found like wrapped yeah. in blankets thrown out of a window and they ended up finding the mother by someone same thing dead match and um so they sh- the way that before they arrested the mom they went through her trash that you just put out on the street yeah discarded samples and yeah they were able to pick it up off of a, a straw or yep. a coffee cup and the ACLU one and she admitted to doing it. Yep. Wasn't like any question. And the ACLU was trying to get it thrown out because they, they want to say that your trash on the street isn't public domain. Oh, that's that shit sailed. Like that's been, or the yeah. courts have already yeah. said like, Nope, they, they can go through it when they put it in the land dump. They can go through it on the, your curb. A hundred percent. That's no different than the, every cop, like is if they're surveilling somebody and trying to get a DNA sample that they won't give them, they're just you don't wait. need a warrant for that. They no, can do it. you throw a water bottle away, they will follow you to a restaurant and steal your silverware yep. after. Like take your plates off, and that's all legal, you know. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think you're gonna get too much of that overturned because they, they're mm-hmm. solving lots of cases. And that's the more important. Yeah, what yeah. do you, you know? But I just, I mean, I, I just couldn't imagine there. And there's people, I was, there's this people that do podcasts and they'll go to the bridge and they'll reenact everything. So they'll have someone dress up in a jacket yeah. and then they'll have like a fake gun and go down the hill and they, and they'll do it in February and they'll have two girls walk through the, the creek. It's crazy. It's like, what, you know, and they're, they say it's trying to help solve, and it kind of is, I guess, anything to keep the momentum sure. going. So it doesn't become like a super cold case. But like, I don't know, why not the Libby and Abby down the hill augmented reality game for the kids, you know? Like, where do we end? But at this, I mean, I, I'm thinking about doing it. That would be hilarious. That would be a great sketch. Yeah, no, I... Uh, <laughs> Honestly. It would be tough. Uh, people would be getting canceled left and right, but... And I don't think so. Because uh, first off, I think her family would laugh their asses off if you did it right. Because they, her step-grandpa looks identical, looks a lot like, the, yeah. So, like, when you go on, when they were on Dr. Phil, everyone in the audience, their whole dream meet, like, demeanor just changed. And he, he had to, like, address it. He's like, I know. I mean, so, like, I think to, they have to deal, anytime they go on national TV, yeah. he has to address that. So, I think they can handle, like, if you did it right, I think that something like that would probably be pretty funny for a mm-hmm. lot of victims i when i was looking up stuff for this case i saw um like people like a lot of like the online like internet sleuths you know they get 
they don't they're not judged by the same laws and mm-hmm. restrictions as the police so they'll just throw wild conjecture out and like a lot of it's based off of pictures they're like somebody will get arrested and they'll see a mugshot that looks a lot like the thing and then it just side by side you're like yeah that looks a lot like them but how do we know this is like the drawing is accurate Oh, because yeah, they have released one that looks like an old man and one that looks yeah, like a young they, man. That's why I think they have DNA. Uh, I think they have really good DNA because I was watching. They were saying that also like if they have like DNA of an unknown assailant. They can make it. They, can, get, they can narrow down like age, uh-huh. certain things like that. Physical like, characteristics too. That genetic detective, same thing. Yeah. So that's but, where I think that's where the new sketch yeah, came from. Okay. Which makes a lot more sense. Because I think it, being from that town, that area, I bet it was probably like his first murder. I bet he was younger. Um, and that sketch, the, actually the sketch, it, I, I'm going to put a picture of this because that sketch looks like this comic from LA that I banged. Identical. <laughs> I mean identical. So I got I to gotta put that up there because that's hilarious. <laughs> I all died when I saw that. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, that's great. But it's just, yeah, it's, it's out there. But to... Really quick before we go on a smiley face. Um, the okay, so there was a similar murder in was or Waterloo, Iowa. Uh or, no, Evansdale. Okay. It's close to Evansville, Oh yeah, Iowa. yeah. I've heard of it. Yes. Two girls, same thing, abducted off of a trail. They, but they were found like five months later, like under yeah. like a trestle bridge. Very similar. No they won't release the cause of death or if they have DNA or any of that. The state police, I did see a video and they said that they do not have enough information to know if the murders are connected. Okay. And the Evansell one was two years before the Delphi one. Um, but, and so it's very similar. But one thing that's, that sticks out is both towns have a bunch of meat processing plants around them. Um, the, I think the one in Delphi is called Indiana Packers. Uh-huh. Okay, so it was literally like less than a mile away from where the bodies were found. Oh. Very yeah. similar case. Um, in the same like layout in uh, the Evansdale, and and the when I mean meat processing plant, this is where they bring the pigs in alive, right? And then they shoot them with a bolt gun, and then they so yeah, yeah. um and there's a they've done a lot of studies, and there's these are like horrible jobs. No one sure. wants to slit pigs' throat. Oh yeah, in, right. So the people that are, are there fucked up. It's people. It's not even so much that. It's just it's a high turnover rate jobs. No one likes it. And if you're packing the meat, you're back in a freezer that's like below freezing every yeah. day. So it's high turnover rate. It sucks. You get a lot of criminals, a lot of people with records. Yeah. Because it's only That's where they're, yeah. Yeah. So there's that connection. Um, also, there was another guy that they tried to connect to the, the Evansville murder. He worked at a meat processing plant, abducted two girls, hogtied them with zip ties. Um, one got away while he was raping the other one, I guess. Oh, shit. And so he just killed the one. <laughs> And um, he had he'd already been like he had already been arrested for sexual assault and released and all that. So it was one of those things. But he they have his DNA, so he wasn't connected. Right. But so they think that's one of the major rumors is that someone may have worked there. And the day after the girls were found, um, there was a someone called in a bomb threat to the meat processing plant. That's weird. Yeah, but I guess that happens a lot. I don't know why, but I guess that happens a lot. So that's. <laughs> That's the Delphi murders. And there's been no suspects, no person of interest. So I guess if you hear something or know something. Right, like, yeah, that's always good. Don't yeah. call the police. 
Call me. Because <laughs> the cops, they have to worry about civil rights. I can just go right up and, like, I, I'll find out. I mean, we, they don't even know. Like, we haven't figured out who killed uh, John Benet Ramsey. Yeah. They they blamed her parents when the DNA didn't match anyone in the house. No. And we don't. we still don't know who killed Nicole Brown Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> still a mystery yeah. so call me yeah. no okay so smiley face killer because we have to talk about men that are murdered as well this was batshit crazy it's batshit crazy so how do I explain okay so there's been like around I don't know maybe was he talking about 10 years or 5 years I think 10 because one of the guys was like a soccer player who was like in the 90s when he died so we're talking 10 years something like that um, men that have been found in a liver or, or liver a river or a lake um, and they all the stories are all the same they go out for a night of drinking with their friends and primarily they're they're all college age a lot yes. of them were in white college white and Asian a lot white yeah um, and all found face up in the river, drowned and face up in the river. I think that some was, of them were face down. I think so, for the very, most part, like okay. in smart, like the, all the one, like big, that was a big part of the, you know, the people that were getting uh, tied together into this, like the cases. That was one of the big things they were looking for. Was it, I guess it's uncommon. It is uncommon. Because if you drown, you're gonna when you the gas is released, it'll come back yeah. upside down. I they didn't talk to I they didn't talk about that in the, the um that I remember on the documentary because I watched the documentary with these two cops, ex detectives that are trying to get these cases like yes. turned over from like accidental drowning to like homicide. Um but I know we I did Dakota James. Yes. Okay. So he was a gay kid in yes. college. Um, he's, it was in Pittsburgh. He went out with his friends. He met his friends at a bar. And you can see when he leaves, I think he left at like a normal time that you might leave a bar, like between 12 and 1, we'll say. Right. Um, it was like, it wasn't at closing time or anything. And um, I don't think he was super drunk. They did not give his blood alcohol level on okay. this one. Um, some of them they do, some of them they don't. Um, and so it just shows him walking down like this alleyway to head home. And um, he doesn't show up, and they find him 40 days later in the water. Um, and this is winter time. I think this might have been like January or they pretty. They're all a lot of them are in the winter. Yes, there are some in the summer though. Because I, I made. I'm like, are they gonna do one in the summer? And then the next one was summer. It was July. But so he had moderate uh, decomposition. Now he was. Was this New York? There were New York and Wisconsin were like the two. This one was Pittsburgh. There's okay, a lot Pittsburgh, in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh too. Okay. There's a lot, in, there was a, and, and also around this time, there were like, I don't know, like six or other drownings in a very short, no, actually it was spanned over like maybe like two years, very similar circumstances. They're in the, the water for like several days, I mean, 40 days, that's like close to three months. Right. And there's like moderate decomposition, but it's winter and the water's really cold. Yes. So, um, and then there was, after he went missing, the, two days later, there was, and so I'm just going by like what the cops were like right. trying to, yeah. yeah. And they said, and they made a big deal about this PayPal. There was a PayPal transaction. Yes, like, after yes, after he died, but they didn't say it was like eleven dollars yeah. or something. But they didn't say it was a reoccurring one. They didn't say what it was. It could have been reoccurring because I have reoccurring PayPal's. 
um, there was just a lot of stuff that some of these some of these were homicides for sure. Oh yeah, not all of them. Um, and it's weird. To, like we'll talk about this, and I'll kind of tell you what I think why the cops were doing this. Um, but on Dakota James, I think there's a strong possibility this is a homicide because the um, the coroner or medical examiner they totally looked over the fact that on the back of his neck. It was like someone had strangled him. Yeah, and went, like Yeah, and it went around. I don't know if it fully like came around here. Um, and then there was something else, like with his fingers, like uh, they, there they was, was something yeah. like uh, that they see in common when people are getting strangled and they're trying to grasp it, whatever's around yeah. their neck. They, so they said that def- they don't think that that happened uh, post or it was yeah they yeah, yeah. post mortem. They thought it happened before he uh, somehow ended up in the river. Um, so that is strange, but it too, they showed, they went to the crime scene with the, the part of the bridge that they, they think he fell off. So what the police think happened is he went down and he had to pee. So you can't, you couldn't really just pee off the side of the bridge because of like the concrete, uh-huh. but there was, before you cross it, you could have like walked down these steps yeah. and then peed in the river. And, and so if you were to fall in, he was also like a swimmer. Like I, like I think he even swam in college, like a good. Oh stuff. wow, yeah. Um, and so like if it wasn't just like a river bank tour, like if you fell in, you could get like right out. It was like concrete, so kind of like maybe like the canal downtown. Uh huh. Yeah. So like it would have been really hard to get out of. So they think he fell in. Um, and then but it doesn't explain the li- ligature marks. I don't. I think the PayPal is kind of insign- insignificant. It could be yeah. It could be you know anything. Or like, like we said, like if somebody charged something to his account afterwards, then yeah, it could be. But then also, it could have been something he did the, that day that didn't hit. Like it was a weird retailer or something. You know, there's no, all kinds a of recurring, yeah. yeah. Um, because I have, I mean, and uh, what, I don't know how much Pornhub costs, but that would be something that would probably be reoccurring, it's right? Free. Yeah, Is it free? Yeah. yeah. I don't know about Pornhub. But I'm, I'm just saying, I don't know. I, you know, he's a young kid. But no, I mean, it, it's just awful. But okay, so Lucas Hammond. Okay, so I think okay. I, okay, when I was watching the, it's a documentary they did on oxygen. So you can, I mean, I, it's kind of like, I think the the point of it is they want to they want to get like it seemed to me like they wanted like a woman to sit down with her husband or boyfriend and watch this. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh no, you're fine. Because there's just a lot of things that like if it's so you'd have to it's a really at first I didn't think the guys were actually like detectives. I was like these this is they're like private guys. investigators and the family's hired right. No, one of them was actually was a cop in the town right. Is um, that, I think they're both like New okay. York or like one maybe one from Boston, but I think they were yeah, like yeah. like homicide detectives and they're retired now and they don't have anything else to do. But some of these are interesting. Okay, so when I was watching the documentary about this Lucas Hammond, he's a college student from. Um, Wisconsin. I think he was like 23 at the time. Um, and he played bat- basketball player, you know, typical like, white male, came from a pretty good family, all that stuff. So the cops are thinking there's all this link that there's this like band of these like different bands throughout the country that are communicating on the dark web. Well, and to be clear, the cops don't, these two, two cops, these two but yeah. like the Pittsburgh police and the Wisconsin police and the New York PD. They all, all these murders have been, or all these cases have been ruled accidental drownings or like. Some have been changed to undetermined. After the fact. Undetermined, yeah. 
And um, so he thinks that, or these two guys think that there's like this, they go around, they kidnap the boys uh-huh. when they're walking home, take them to a different location, torture them for God knows how long, and then go and dump them in the river, which that's not happening. It might have happened with maybe like one, but in a lot of the cases, they they take the blood alcohol level. Yeah. And they, I mean, what do they get them drunk while they're torturing them for two weeks? I mean, they're, they, yeah. So yeah. It's, there's a lot of stuff that these people don't leave out. And I think the, the purpose of the documentary is to kind of make it show that, like, once a cop zeroes in on something, they go oh, for yeah. it. They, it Dog doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, if, you know, if you're looking for something, you're going to find it. Yes. But also, if you want, if you need to find something, you have to be looking for it. Yeah. And, but like, to your point, like, at one point, I had heard as many as like 300 of these cases they think are linked. And and that's fucking insane. Now, do out of those 300, do I think there's definitely people in there that were murdered and not uh, drowned? Absolutely. Some of these cases are way too fishy. And so, also, I think... Uh, these kids are drunk sometimes, like I've seen uh, or heard that some of these kids, they say, depends on how who you believe, uh, but they talk about GHB, yeah, GHB the date rape drug, and several, several of these people. And then the cops are like, yeah, but people just take that to get fucked up too sometimes. I've like, done I, GHB. It's not. But did you know that our body, I didn't know this, our bodies automatically make GHB. Okay. It's a neurotransmitter. And it is actually... And Pretty much, it's really whenever someone dies, you're gonna have low levels uh, of GHB okay. in your system. But these people had like extremely high elevated. We'll get to I. That's one of the ones that I want to talk about. But so this Lucas Haman, when I was watching his uh, story, I was like, he was just drunk and fell into the river. Yeah. Like you know. And then when I was reading, and I did cross check this. Okay, so the cops did not. They did not mention this. Okay, okay so this is. This was a homicide, and this is—I <laughs> think this is the big missing link that we want to talk about. All right. So it's gonna, you know, it's gonna come back to you, violent white males. Okay. Yes. So um, they go out to a bar. It was—they were celebrating Oktoberfest, so mm-hmm. they're plastered. Sure. There was a band playing that night. Okay. So Lucas, or the group that Lucas was with, a bunch of the guys leave. They, they go to another bar. So he stays behind with one of his friends. I don't have the friend's name, but um, and that was all in the documentary. And then it said that at some point there may or may not have been a altercation. They don't know. Um, th- th- that was just a rumor from the other friend that stayed behind that he had gotten an altercation with somebody and there was someone got punched or whatever. I don't know. Well, the band, as they were packing up to leave, they said that, and they didn't say it was Lucas. They just said that some guy, he's like, yeah, I had to punch some guy because he was being drunk and belligerent and he was peeing on my band <laughs> and he wouldn't get out of our way while right. we were trying to, you know. And so um, he was, I don't know how many days he was missing, not very long. I'm thinking right. they found him fairly quickly, like within like a week or something. And um, he did have, like, he was kind of like banged up on his forehead. And so they said that that couldn't have happened post-mortem. And they said that it looked like boots, like boot marks. Like, not that someone kicked him, but like would have like stomped on his head to like hold him down. But not oh, with yeah, the heel. Yeah. But not with the heel, with the toe. That's just strange. So that's what they think. And they did, they brought in these like forensic experts and they're like, well, from this, we think it looks like a K-Swiss and, <laughs> and it, it was a little stretch. Yeah. And, um, and I guess you can, if, if you drowned 
and like you float down a river, you can get bruises. After oh yeah, that. yeah. That can happen. Um, so the, and I did look this up when people drown, it's very hard to tell if their injuries are post-mortem or happened while they were floating the, down yeah, the river. Sure. Cause like there, you, you go over like dams and it's, uh-huh. you know, it's pretty bad. So, um, so they got like a, in a, they had a cadaver dog that like searched around the van because he, they, he was missing for, you know, so this was happening while he was missing before he like floated up, you know, on the river. Um, and the cadaver dog did hit on the van, but they didn't have to search the van because they didn't need to go to war. They could tell there wasn't a dead body in the van. Right. Um, and cadaver dogs, they just search for, um, dead skin scales. Yes. So like they're going to find a body, but if you have underwear, they're going to smell that too. They're going to smell semen. They're going to smell anything that's dead, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, so, and then, so then he floats up. The cops think that all this stuff was someone like held him down and then like threw him in the river. So they got his parents involved and, you know, um, and then they have a picture of the back of this van. And then there was like shoes sitting up because of these band members, they just pack everything and throw it in the van. Yeah, yeah. And that there were shoes and they're like, well, it could have been those shoes. You couldn't even tell what shoes they right. were. And, um, so, cause he's, tr- they're trying to prove this band of like people going around killing white males. And, like, yeah. The- so they think that there are multiple like cells or of groups of people, people that are serial killers that are communicating with each other on, the on like web. the dark web and planning these crimes and committing and carrying them out. And I have, like, I don't know how. What level of like lizard people yeah. <laughs> conspiracy theory, like where on there you believe? Do I think there are serial Do I think we're catching the dumb serial killers? Yeah. Like, do like, uh, have you ever heard of Israel Keys? Yes. So he is somebody that actually, when I was uh, listening to the Lawrence Spear. Uh, podcast he came up because um, he is a, he was eventually arrested he was a serial killer who they have no idea how many people for sure that he killed but he would like take vacations and go murder and he would he plan stuff he would go bury like a murder kit like he would bury a case of like guns or knives and rope and duct tape and all this shit and like a random field in a part of this country that he's not from and then just go back not kill anybody go back home and then like a year later when he takes another business trip to that area he'll drive go pick up that murder kit kill somebody get back on a plane or go wherever back to, you know, like and, the wife and daughter. Yeah. yeah. And he was just like killing like, like crazy. And he was in Indiana the night, that, the day that, yeah, they have him like going through toll roads like in a, Indiana. Yeah, right. Like Chicago. And where he could have made it from the time that they, that he went through to, uh, down to Bloomington. I think he could have made it in that time. But, like, do I think there are other people like that? hundred percent. Oh, there's tons. Right? There's tons. And then, like, so some of this, I think, is probably legit. Like, I, there's something to some of this I will buy into. I will let myself believe that part of the conspiracy theory. But, like, these 300 deaths of drowning deaths 
it because there was a smiley face spray painted somewhere near the body. I saw in one of these cases, the smiley face was 10 miles. Yeah, where they think they, they <laughs> fell in at, yeah. Oh, is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, it's... Okay. It, that's, just, that's just to bring light to here. And so here's the kicker. This is what they left out in the documentary that I was able to read and fact check online several on different um, uh, sites. Okay, so his friend... That had, that stayed be, stayed behind. Uh-huh. You know, is also the friend that said that there may have, may or may not have been an altercation. Okay. So at some point, the story goes they separated to go home, and then you know this Brian or Lucas falls in the the river because he's drunk. Okay, well that same night, this friend that claims that there there was an the, there was an altercation or may not have been one. Right. It was a rumor. Yeah, yeah. He ended up in the ER. Um, if they take you to the hospital, you're super drunk. The like he was uh, detoxing the detox yes. ER detox, and he woke. Supposedly he just woke up there. He he was there, but he and he was like kind of like beat up, and he doesn't know what happened or why he got there or anything. So I think that's weird. That seems like uh, they got in a fight, and he knocked his friend in the river. Oh shit! Yeah, and that could be. I mean, if yeah, we want to talk about the most likely probability, I would I would guess that one before a cabal of serial killers or before the with. the band. I mean, yes. technically, it could have been the yeah. band, but you'd remember getting attacked. Yeah, I don't care because he didn't. He, he wasn't like in a coma or anything. Right. He would have remembered being attacked at some point by yeah, the yeah. band. So, see, I mean, yeah, that was that one's interesting. They they left. That would be. I mean, a cop should look at that first, then the... Well, the... the Yeah, yeah, no shit, and, right? Uh, but that's where, like, the the detectives, they, like, some of these, like you were saying, they were going to families and being like, hey, we think your family member was in this. In the, I think the family might have been in on it, too. So I think, I think the point, I mean, because it was so over the top. And there was another. I'll look, there was the, the last one that they did. I didn't write this kid's name down, but um, he was at a like an orchard party. Uh-huh. So they had this like bonfire, and they were I mean completely shit faced. His his blood alcohol level was one point eight. Oh shit! And he'd been in the the. It was a pond. This was in July. This is weird because his body didn't it had moderate amounts of decomposition in um, July, and there was no insects, nothing, nothing like right. that. And he had um, he had a bunch of antidepressants in his system, like a lethal amount. I didn't even know antidepressants can kill you, but after like if you take like five or six at once, I guess they can. And even worse if you're drinking. Yeah, yeah. And so they think someone killed him and dumped him in a pond, and they because they can't figure out why he didn't like float and like, he was submerged for like a long period of time yeah. because they had searched this pond and. People, it was a pond, it was on a property, and people were always out playing on this pond, and they never saw a body, and it's really small. And then one day, he just floated to the top, and he did, he wasn't like, he was like floating like this. And um, they, when they were like showing, like, showing the mom, like, getting her clothes, the the clothing back, uh-huh. that she, like, the, when they were saying, like, oh, how could he have been like, submerged for that long? The police are saying this, as they're handing the mom his Doc Martens. <laughs> and it's like, well, he had Doc Martens on. That's why. <laughs> yeah. They're like 70-pound shoes. Dudes, yeah. yeah. But I think, I mean, I think there's, a, I don't know what you could consider a homicide or like an accidental drowning. I think when he was at that party, I'm sure he was buying pills off of people, mm-hmm. think, and they probably lied to him. They're like, oh, it's Vicodin or Percocet yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And it was someone's mom's 
uh, antidepressants. Okay? Yeah. Or they stole it from somebody and it was antidepressants in like a painkiller bottle. There's so yeah. many possibilities, but. Yeah, that's great. Like, that's, like I said, I, there that was, uh, it, it like depends on what level, what size your tin hat is, like how many of these you're going to believe. But, and they did, they, in all of these, they went and they did studies. So like they had to like pay this, like re, on this, this last case that I'm talking about, uh -huh. they had to pay like a, a biology lab by the college that was near this pond to go and get these pigs. I guess when they study like drownings, especially when you think of like insects, cause they'll like lay eggs and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. They do a lot of studies with pigs because like there's not a lot of Animal, air. Yeah. Yeah. And literally, like, the body does kind of, like, explode once the insects get in and once it reaches, like, I guess it's in a long, like, it's in the, I don't know, it, right. the body will, like, explode. But I did read that it is hard, like, when it's in cold water, the decomp, it's, yeah. just, it's a really slow process. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, the more they put you on ice for a reason, it's so you yeah. don't start smelling and stinking and so... And there's no insects in the winter either. But right. so, okay, William Hurley, this is was a GHB kid. Okay. Okay. So this was the kid that was going to, a, he was at a, going with a bunch of coworkers and then like a, a, someone that he didn't know. So there was like a mutual friend. Yeah, yeah. And it was a Boston Bruins game. Oh, yes. And he left the game early. He called his girlfriend. His girlfriend was leaving class. So she was going to pick him up early. So they have him. Like, they have him on video camera walking out of the Boston Bruins game. He could barely walk. Like, he was, like, yes. falling down. Yeah. He was up. Trash. Up, trash. Um, but he only, his friend said he only had, like, one or two drinks. And I, I, I do kind of believe this. Um, so he walks out. Um, and then, like, they're trying, because you can't just, like, you know how stadiums are. Yeah. Like, you, if you want someone to pick you up, it's got to be, like, at a perfect location. Yeah. So he had stopped to ask somebody, like, where he was. And they gave him the address. So then he texted or called the girlfriend with the address. Right. And instead of going there, he walked behind the stadium. And then there's a river. And um, that's pretty much the last anyone heard of him. But he was, they did find his phone like a few days or like a few weeks later. And I think he was in the river too for like 20 or 30 days. Yeah. Um, and they searched and searched and searched the river. Nobody. They even said there's no body in this river. Like two days later, it blown oh, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, moderate decomposition, but it was winter, um, and he did have like a black eye. His nose was all bruised. I mean, forced. And they right. they brought in like other. Um, I think some of the people that even worked on the OJ case because okay, like, like great like forensic and yeah, yeah. Uh, Doctor Lee probably. What is he older? Yeah, Henry Lee or something is the same. Not the Asian guy. Okay. So there's another guy. And I, I think he's like a, a, a coroner. He's a medical examiner. Yeah. So like his, his specialty is like dead people. Um, and he was like, no, these this did not happen from the river. This happened uh, before right, he died. Yeah, yeah. Um, they did find his phone and it, it was a flip phone. This was a while ago. <laughs> and they said that uh, they don't, it, it was, it wasn't, it almost looked like it had tried to have been broken. Mm -hmm. It had been ran over, but it, it just felt like someone tried to like twist it. They were able to take it apart and get like the text messages. And this should have already been documented by the police. But sure. I guess the guy that was with his friends, like the mutual friend that he didn't know, he didn't like because he was texting his girlfriend about how big of an asshole he was and he just wanted to leave and he couldn't stand this guy and you know, whatever. So the, I mean, no one else left the game. So right. it really couldn't have been them. 
Unless maybe he went back in and they don't have him on camera. I think all... more than likely you just end up getting somebody sees you by think, yourself. Yeah. I think maybe someone tried to mug him is what it was. Ah, uh, yeah. And he fought back and ended up in the river. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did have, this is weird. He was the one, he has like an extremely high level of GHB. Like way higher than like what is found like when you die normally. Well, and like you were saying, he was wasted, but could, apparently only had a couple drinks. So yeah. that tracks too. And as we were talking about this, like one, uh, one of the cases, there was a kid that left a bar and they said they felt like there was a, there was a car that had been double parked outside of the bar. He was gay too. Yeah. This guy wasn't gay, but Dakota James was gay, and the I, this this, this, this one. kid. Um, and I I didn't write down his name, but like the they there was a car they felt like may have been following him, and then there was another kid who, uh, like two weeks beforehand, his girlfriend or his sister was coming to pick him up, and this he was is- super drunk. Is this the same kid? Yeah, th- this was the gay guy because okay. ha- you, you continue. Yeah, but yeah, and she, uh, but he said, "Hey, you know, I need a ride," and he was like super fucked up, and he was like, "I, I only I lost had a track. couple, of, yeah, had, like four hours." Yes, yeah, I, yeah, that's right. Like I've lost track of four hours, and he asked for a ride, and when she got there, she said he was wa- almost about to get into a dark colored SUV. And when she yelled his name, he turned around and, like, snapped out and, like, didn't get in that car. Yeah. But, like, if you think that somebody was maybe drugged and almost kidnapped well, and he was two kidnapped weeks before, because he ended up in a river, like, two weeks after that. Yeah. So, GHB, I've done GHB. It's a party drug. Um, But it's not, you're not going to, people don't take it at the bars. I mean, right. it takes, Um, and I'm t- I'll try anything. Sure. And I, my friends, I was when I lived in Vegas, and um, <laughs> I had a friend that used to live here that was out there. So like it was someone to, like hang yeah, out with yeah. her and her husband. But they were weird and they were like swingers, <laughs> and I'm just not. Uh, that's not sure. me. Not at all. I don't care if other people want to do it. Knock yourself out. But it's like I'll try a little bit of G here with you at this party. But I'm not fucking anybody. Like sorry, right. either yeah. one of you. This is not yeah. happening. And they were into like bodybuilding, and you know, and I I guess it's pretty like common in those circles okay. and it's also a party drug i've seen people at like raves and stuff like stumbling can't walk um but yeah it just takes a little bit like i like a cat bowl yeah so like if you were to take like this i mean you wouldn't even fill this halfway up oh, and wow. like i was like head to the floor wow no alcohol and I, we were doing coke and yeah, i still so, couldn't yeah and wow. she ended up her or my friend and I mean, they had done it several times, but she ended up taking too much and spent the night, like, puking in the bathroom and, like, dry heating. Yeah. I, I don't like it. I, I don't see why anyone would take it. But this other guy, Brian Wilson, he was an Indiana soccer player. And this one was interesting because, so it was New Year's Eve. They drive up to Chicago, and they went to this bar called Irish Eyes, uh-huh. which I've been there because they have open bikes there in Chicago. Okay. Yeah. And this is not the type of bar. It's just a hole in the wall bar. No one's there's. It's, it's not like a rave. Right. There's no music. There right. might be a jukebox. Um, so it's just weird. But I guess, and they did have his blood alcohol. So when they fished him out of the <laughs> um, Michigan River, seventy-seven days later, his blood alcohol level at the time of death was 0.08. So legal okay, and technically, I think he probably could have drove. But they said that at Irish Eyes, he had two drinks, 
to Long Island and just was obliterated. Tr- obliterated. Couldn't walk, couldn't talk, threw up the entire way home. They said when they got back to the hotel, he couldn't eat. They wouldn't, the door guys wouldn't let him in because he was puking and stumbling and just belligerent. And that is kind of what happens when you do G. Um, I don't think they said that they found GHB in his body, but his blood alcohol level was 0.08. And for him to end up in the river, okay, his hotel was two blocks from not only two, I mean, two blocks just to get up to, um, what's that road that runs along uh, Lake Michigan? Um, uh, Ellis, uh, Lakeshore Drive. Yes. Okay. So, um, I remember because it's LSD. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so, Lakeshore Drive. So, I'll never forget that now. So, t- t- a two-block walk just to get to Lakeshore Drive. And then, to get to the beach part, he would have had to cross at least eight lanes of traffic. Yeah. On New Year's Eve, before midnight. And no one saw him. No one saw this stumbling drunk person that, except for right, the, yeah. yeah. And you would think so then. And then to and then not only and then to make it like it would have been on a beach part. I know there's parts where you can like run and then like you're like right by the water. He was like a beach area, so he would have had to cross eight lanes of traffic, then walk through the, like the beach area to the lake, and um, he had like the same thing, like very little decomposition. Um, and they found him in Indiana. He floated all the way to the Indiana side. Oh, yeah, up, shit. Yeah. Um, up by, like, the sand dunes. <laughs> it was pretty, yeah. And they don't understand why he was that drunk. It tracks, then, like, for getting drugged. That, that makes sense. So then, that's somebody, like, I get, I'll buy, there are multiple serial killers doing something similar. Right, like I can, uh, that seems reasonable, but that there's like this group that's checking them off on the internet. Yeah, I don't like, think that. Yeah, that's no. craziness. But yeah, I think some of them were like, someone could have been mugged. It could have been random. Someone, I mean, some of the gay guys, maybe some of lured them just to, because they're into mm-hmm. and that stuff is possible. Not in all of the cases. I mean. Yeah, but like people, you know, that's definitely a thing. Yeah. But that's, but the cops made it out. Like, but I think the, the point of the, because it was on oxygen. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think the point of the documentary was kind of to show, like, you know, law enforcement and especially, like, criminal searches. It's a paradox. Because if you're looking for something, you're going to find it. Yes. But if you, if, you're, if you need to find something, you have to look for it. Right. Like, so, like, the Delphi murders. Like, people need to be actively searching for that murder, you know, because if you don't look for it, it's. You're never going to solve it. But if you're looking for, like, a certain suspect or, like, kind of what yes. they did with John Benet Ramsey. Mm-hmm. I guess when they got back the forensic evidence that said that the, the DNA that was underneath her fingernails and in her panties matched and that it didn't match anybody in the household, I guess the police withheld that from the DA for a while. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's, uh, like, prosecutorial misconduct. Like, yeah. it, you know, that's blatant Brady Law bullshit that... If, you know, like, we've all seen Law and Order, like, if they, it's exculpatory, I think, is the word yeah. they would use. Like, if they know something, you're supposed to let the other side know. Say The defense has to do the same thing. Yeah. Well, the police held it from the prosecutor. Yeah. So the prosecutors didn't even... But I don't... I mean, it's just so crazy because it, it, it's crazy to think that the police... Because, I mean, they wanted it to be her parents. They're like... Yeah. 
And I, I guess I was reading some of the things like when the FBI got there, because I think when you're dealing with kids' death, they do call in people from the FBI. And they were noting when they walked through, like, murder, blah, 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 but there's a ransom note, and they said it's staging. Because I guess that's part of, um, like, someone will, like, stage a scene and make it look like it's something else. Yeah. Um, and it's like, well, that could possibly be, but you put that in the notes, you know, and they're probably training somebody, too. And they're like, oh, ransom note, staging. Well, and that's the, the other thing, like, if, like with the Jamini, all that bullshit, like, uh, there was, like, a window in the basement, and they were like, there's no footprints, like, there's no footprint on the outside, nobody climbed through this window, um, or they would have left a footprint, and then, like, a reporter climbed through that window just fine with never putting their foot where they, like the wedge, you know, yeah. like they were ruling out that somebody crawled through that window for a completely false reason. Did you know the um, photographer for John Bennett? I know it's weird that a six-year-old had a photographer, <laughs> but uh, her photographer um, and also did a lot of the other pageant girls in that area, he was arrested on child pornography. Like, he collected it like a fiend, I guess. Yeah, that's that probably tracks. And I guess some people, like some parents, like after the death, like didn't use him as a photographer anymore because they kind of had bad vibes mm -hmm. anyways. And he um, called a couple parents in the middle of the night, like crying, like, I didn't kill John Bonet. I didn't kill John Bonet. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I mean, maybe he didn't, or maybe it was just because, like, oh crap, they're going to find my child porn on my computer. It could have yeah. been that too, but it's just weird. Yeah, people, like, I can't. That whole pageant scene is wild, and I can't imagine people that are involved in that scene that don't have kids in that scene. Those are some weird fucking people. It is weird. Like, it, me and a buddy talk about, like, we don't understand, like, youth sports coaches that coach without a kid in the league. We're like, what are you doing? I coached track when yeah. I was in college, though, but I... Yeah, but, like, if you... Oh, track's not a and I was, I was at Bloomington South, yeah. too. It was high school. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that is weird. But sometimes it's just... Yeah, I know. But, but like, it, those guys like, that have been coaching flag. Little League for 30 years, yeah, yeah, that's somebody that you want to look at, probably. It's a it's a red flag, yeah. for sure. Because there are, I mean, and people get so, like, shocked when they find out, like, a, a, a youth uh, pastor yes. or a Boy Scout leader. Yeah. Like, that's where they go. That's what they do. I mean, that's... You know, we do we do stand up, so we go to comedy clubs, we yeah. go to bars where there's open mics, we go to shows. You know, they go where the kids go. Yep. That's and not only that, but they have they are in those a lot of the like priests and like Boy Scout leaders and stuff. They not only have access to the kids, but then know what kids are from troubled homes and might not are more likely to not tell and. Who you know, like that, like who need attention and want attention, and like you know, like they're all very manipulative. So like it's just batshit crazy sometimes. Like you watch these, uh, like I just watched that movie Spotlight again recently. What is it? Spotlight. It won, and uh, I don't know if it won an Oscar or if it was just nominated. It was a really good movie. It's based on uh, Spotlight is the investigative. Uh, investigative uh, section of the Boston Globe newspaper and they are the ones in the uh, early 2000s late 90s uh, that broke the Catholic sex scandal oh wow and uh, it was 
it's a great movie because it's a bunch of reporters that have lived in Boston and some of them are lifers in Boston and it grew up in the Catholic church and like coming to terms with like, is like them believing the evidence and not believing as they were getting, you know, like we were talking about like these two cops being crackpots maybe that are like, Oh, 300 murders. Right. Well, there were people in the, before the Catholic sex scandal broke and they knew how big it actually was just based on um, statistics on like how many priests actually act out and like abuse kids versus how many priests there are total. Like they had, they, they talked to somebody that had done this research that before everything came out seemed like a crackpot that was making shit up about the church. And then they have like, their numbers were super high. Like he would think, Oh, maybe there's like one or two bad priests, you know? And he was saying based on the numbers just in Boston alone, he would guess there would like be 90 to a hundred priests that had been in trouble just based on the amount of priests that are in the city. And they were like, Oh, that's, fucking crazy bullshit talk like this guy he's a loon Mm -hmm. and then when they went through and found it it was like 89 uh priests in the boston area just alone it's okay have you ever seen the sistine chapel no is that another never seen it um but now i want to go see it because it is a bathhouse when you look up it's a bathhouse. Uh, it is just naked men and naked little yeah. baby angels and, like, you know, men literally, like, brushing women off and touching men. Yeah. It is over. It, I look, look, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Google that. Sistine Chapel. It is, is it, was it Leonardo da Vinci or Michelangelo? I think um, I'm really bad with that. I think it's, I think it's Leonardo da Vinci. Leonardo da Vinci did it. Right? Uh, I could be I could be totally wrong, but um, just when you start looking at some of the pictures, a team of painters. Yeah, he was the main so, one, though. No, Michelangelo, because he it, it is it's Michelangelo. There's he wanted he wanted to just do statues. Okay, and they made him do the Sistine Chapel if he wanted to do the statues. Oh, okay, but um, they after it was basically almost completed after like so many years. And um, another uh, head priest brought him back. He's like, well, just finish what you started. <laughs> like, and he did. But um, I can't remember which one it was. But, like, when you yeah, get up. Yeah, naked dude. There's, oh, yeah. There's all, you have to look close. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to, like, zoom in at that These stuff. Are, those are, there's literally, like, baths. Yeah, it's a bathhouse. Yeah, 100%. Heaven is a bathhouse. 100%. <laughs> so I think that a was... A bunch of naked dudes. That's hilarious. So I kind of think there's... I think there's a story in there. And also, if you read... Oh God, I can't remember if it's Leonardo da Vinci or Michelangelo. I think it's Michelangelo that did it. Right? No, I don't know. Anyways, it doesn't matter. He wanted to be a sculptor she instead of a painter. It. And... Um, one of the priests were like, well, I'll let you do my sculptures if you paint the Sistine Chapel, because I, I guess they knew he was a really good painter. And it wasn't very, it wasn't uncommon in the art world. You saw this a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. They would get like, so a gay guy, I shouldn't say gay guy. It doesn't matter. Anyways, it, it was a long time ago. So things were just different then. So like, you would get like these like people that were like artists or like craftsmen or whatever, and they would bring in like a young, like 
not an entrepreneur, what's the word? Like, they're apprentice. Yes. And they would, some, and not all the time, but it wasn't uncommon for there to be, like, a sexual relationship. Um, and it varied all kinds of different yeah, yeah. ages. But it was primarily with, because it was a long time ago, so women yeah. just weren't craftsmen and had that opportunity. So it was primarily gay men. Yeah, I mean, um, the, like, Greece, uh, like, Rome, like, there's a lot of, like, that, in, like, ancient Rome. And, uh, even, it goes back to Egypt, too. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, it's just, just nothing new. It's been around forever. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, it is. It is. I, so I think there's a story there. And I think one of the, like, priests, like, brought him back, like, years after it was done to, like, finish it off. Kind of like, well, fin you know. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Top it off. Top it off. Like, <laughs> it was crazy. But, yeah. So, I, I want to look more into that. But, yeah. Heaven that's is funny. a bathhouse. That's that's funny. I never paid attention to that picture. But that is absolutely not, what that is. So, how could anyone be shocked? It's like, well, are you shocked <laughs> that we had this problem of it? I think this was kind of maybe what the priesthood was always about. Well, here's the thing. You're making people take vows of celibacy, and they can't. Which is so unnormal. So unnormal. Like, it's so unnatural. No. So then, who are, and they can't, if they're supposed to be celibate, then anything sexually they do has to be in secret. And then, who's not going to tell? Like, who do I have power over? It's probably going to be a kid, and then it's. Probably going to be a kid of the same sex in the church and back then. Like, just bananas. How and a lot of these artists, they started young. Like, they would leave their home to go, like, paint mm -hmm. to become, like, a, a sculptor or a painter or so they could work for the Catholic Church. Yeah. There was a lot of that, like, in Egypt, too, with their uh, Amun priesthood. Mm -hmm. And it's really, you know, but there's a lot of, like, similarities. But... Um, okay, so here's another famous serial quote. Okay. Okay. All the police are going to get me for is running a funeral home, a funeral parlor without a license. They have a really dark sense of humor. Yeah. Who's that one? John Wayne Gacy. Real. That's who I was gonna guess. That's yeah. wild. He also made a quote saying, uh, "A clown could get away with murder" or something like that. <laughs> well, almost. But in. Did you did you ever watch anything about that? Yeah, he uh, was very into local politics, and like that's how he kept like from under suspicion with all of like the kids that he was diddling in the neighborhood because people definitely knew he had been arrested. Yeah, well, he, so one guy, one kid, he let go. Sodomy. He yes. would he would like he would go out to like places where there are a bunch of like, young kids, like yeah, I'm seventeen, eighteen year old, yeah. sixteen. And, like, he would lure them with cigarettes and then, like, maybe to take him out drinking or something. Uh -huh. And then, like, kidnap him, take yeah, him back to his dungeon. Yeah, he would tell a lot of the kids um, he would hire in the neighborhood to come do, like, work in his house. And it would be, uh, like, so the kids, some of the, even, like, before he was murdering, like, some of the boys in the neighborhood knew, like, you go over there and probably, like, jerk off in front of this guy. Like, that kind of weird shit. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so he, for some odd reason, he let this guy go. And, but he, the kid was, like, burnt. Like, he burned him. Like, I guess, uh, I guess John Wayne Gacy liked to, like, strangle people, but, like, watch people's, like, eyes pop yeah. out. I mean, these people are really disturbed people. But, he used a garrote. You so, know what that is? The, uh, uh, so there's a, a, like, an interview, a jailhouse interview with Gacy. And he... Uh, you know, he's not handcuffed, and he's doing an interview across the table just like the, we are, as close as we are. And he shows the interviewer how he strangled the people. 
and he like uh, how he would get control and how easy it was. He, like he didn't have. He was talking about how you didn't have to be a big dude to do it, and he had the uh, reporter hold up his finger and he slipped like he had a string, a piece of string, and he slipped it over. He had it tied in a circle and he slipped it over the guy's finger and he was like, "Now, right now, it's not that tight." Right, like I can pull, and it's not that tight. And then he took a pencil and put it in there and spun, and then that, and then it got tight like immediately. And that's how he would uh, get the kids real quick. And then, so this kid, he dropped this kid off. So the kid went to the police and was able to take them back to John Wayne Gacy's house, and they didn't believe him. They <laughs> thought he did it all himself. So and this was like early on. This would have saved like so many lives. So many lives because he, he I don't know how many people he had buried under his house. So the same thing happened with uh, Dahmer. Oh yeah, this have is, you heard that yes, story? That is so crazy. That shit crazy. The kid was like sh- like in his underwear, bleeding from bleeding the head. bleeding from the head, and he was like fourteen or fifteen years old. And the police released him back into the custody of Jeffrey Dahmer because he told him that oh it's my boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. And they, <laughs> they were just like, I don't want to deal with this gay shit. And yes. It's like whatever eighty white privilege. Yeah, you know? ninety he, whatever. He, he preferred to eat black men. Thank mm-hmm. you. That was his thing. Dark meat. Dark. Ah, that's funny. <laughs> okay, hold on. Okay. What's this one? Okay, uh, now you can see it. Um, okay, what's one less person on the face of the earth anyway? Um, is that Bundy? Ted Bundy. Yeah. Ted Bundy had some good ones. Oh, he's, he's an intelligent guy. Yes, which is kind of rare. Actually, most people are, most serial killers are just average, mm-hmm. you know. The ones that are caught anyway, right? Well, wait, oh, hold on. Okay, this one. Don't think I forgot about you black people out there. <laughs> I got you a black serial killer. Um, okay, I lost track. I had to count by state. Holy shit. Uh... I don't know who. Samuel Little. Okay, I do know who that is. He's the most, he's considered, he, he was just recently caught within like the past few years. Yeah, I think he's so. He's considered the most prolific serial killer ever in this country. He has admitted to killing more than 93 people, and they have, I mean, they've connected him yes. to like close to 60 of the 93 by DNA. And I mean, and we're talking like 20 years later, he's actually led people back to like, their bodies, like just we by... knew exactly where yeah. everything was, and he paint he's he's painted all of his victims. Yes, and the way he was able, he's a good painter, by the way. Yeah, and I've seen there was something I think it's called the ninety three victims of Stuart Will or whatever it's Stuart Will. That's a, a book, uh, but yeah, and it was uh, like a little dot series. It was on ID Channel this past couple year, and uh, they talked about how they were trying to use his drawings to identify uh, the, the victims. And, yeah. But he was able to, because he, he preferred, he um, went after homeless women, prostitutes, and crackheads. So yeah. that's how he was able to do it for do so, so long. Yeah. These people assume they're going to disappear anyway. But he talks, He I didn't, I, I wanted to put, he had some other quotes that he put, like, um, it was a skinny black girl, Super polite, very friendly. She was laughing when I was strangling her, and he and he said sex for him was strangulation. And he's like, I'm just attracted to women's necks, and he likes them skinnier so they're easier to like break. It's so that's crazy. crazy. Uh, 
there was a guy, I cannot remember his name, um, but uh, he got uh, Edward. Kemper. Uh, Ed Kemper. It, no, I don't, is it? Uh, is there a, there's a Kemper. There, that was definitely, there is an Ed Kemper. Uh, <laughs> there's a guy, he got arrested, he was uh, arrested originally for counterfeiting, and they, they he was passing counterfeit money, the Secret Service, that's actually their job, like it's a, besides protecting the president and they tracked down this guy and knew he was passing uh, counterfeit money at this particular mall went from store to store told the clerks to be on the lookout um, one of them got one called the police they ended up arresting him when they were searched his house they never found like the printing press for the money which is what they were trying to find so they found that he had a, a storage unit, and in the storage unit, they found all these Polaroids of his victims oh, being tied, tied up and shit, and there were tons of them. And then they found audio tapes, and there is, um, uh, I watched this, I think it was called uh, Hear No Evil or something. It was a little, like a, one of those hour-long episodes about a, a specific killer case. And they were talking about this, and they kept playing some of the like the uh, audio from the tape, and they would bleep out the victim screaming because they out of respect. But the way it was produced, they would show a sound file like on like Audacity or yeah. something, right? And so he, they, you could hear what he was saying, and he was saying shit like. So I'm going to put this cigarette out on your chest and I want to see you smile. And then they would scream as he was putting the cigarette out on them. And you, they would cut out the scream, but they would show the sound file and it would just max yeah. out the uh, sound bar. And it was like an hour of just skin crawling audio. There was a guy that was caught like in the 70s and, he, and I think he did some of this stuff with his wife. Um, or girlfriend or something, but he had a van that he would go around and abduct, and they would torture yes. him. And there was the other; they would drive while he was in the back, and they'd swap and shit. Right? So I don't know. The the, same. I think the mom or the the wife or girlfriend just watched, but like I mean, horrible. Like he had like a um, like an exam chair for like gyneco gynecological Jesus. exams, and like I mean, he really tortured. And I think it's that like that screw. I mean, I've never been in like that type of pain, but. I could only imagine it's blood curdling, screaming. And then there was these two guys up, I forget, there's another thing. These were, one was from Canada and one was from somewhere else. I don't know what happened or how they <laughs> met, but they they would go to this like abandoned house that they had all set up and they would torture people. Yeah. They would torture families. They would take like husband and wives and kids in and they videotaped this, how they eventually. Jesus Christ. They did it for like years and they had like, I think like 30 people buried in there. It's um, crazy. Yeah. And this was like in the 60s and 70s. It was the golden age of serial killers. Yeah. So they think it's going to go, it's going to spike again because they, and this makes sense. They, they claim that the reason the golden, the 70s and 80s and even into the 90s was just so, there were so many serial killers was because of World War II. Like the veterans coming back were so damaged. Oh. I guess World War Two was horrific. Yeah, nothing. They, they, Vietnam was bad. My dad was in Vietnam. I, I've heard sure. stories. 
But I guess World War II was just... Horrific. Both of my grandpas were in World War II. And I guess, I mean, it was literally... And the, one of them was in the Korean War, too. My grandpa was in world uh, in the Korean War, and he would never talk about yeah, it. Yeah, they, it, it was just awful. And this was before people got help. Yeah. So, like, their dads, like, so the people that were raising all these serial killers just didn't have... Empa- empathy and empathy compassion. Empathy and compassion. And so, so many fathers just weren't there for their yes. kids. And they think that caused it. And there's also a genetic component. I guess there's a gene. It's only on the X chromosome. Okay. So it's only... So it dudes, dudes, yeah. dudes. That's why... And it's, right. It's called M-O-A-I or M-A-O-I. Okay. I think, or something like that. Sure. You could look it up. And they've done TED Talks on it. And the... The vast majority of serial killers have this oh, like wow. lettering on wow. their X chromosome, and but so does the a lot the guy doing the studying and doing the talk. And but the thing is, so like let's say you have this gene, uh-huh. and you're exposed to like trauma as a childhood in childhood, or you know, mm. yeah, abuse, yeah. all that stuff. Then you're seven hundred times more likely oh, to be shit. a serial killer. So yeah, something flips it. I guess it's like yeah. a switch. Yeah, but they think because of. Um, the stock market crisis that when that hit and then yeah. also the um subprime mortgages uh-huh. like so many kids like they grew up where they had money and then all of a sudden now their families are broke they think there's going to be another rise in serial killers like in like 2030 oh because of the, all those kids growing up and being fucked yeah and wow. that was before covid so now with well, covid we're definitely gonna have and <laughs> Uh, you mentioned war, like we've been in the longest wars. I know. And, you know, so these kids, there's kids literally who are fighting in this war who weren't born yet when it started and their dad fought in this war. Yeah. Like there's, there's fathers and sons that fight that have, yep. yeah. Yeah. It's, and have died. It's crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot, a lot of serial killers were in the army and not because the army turns you into that. I think it's more the fact that a lot of people join the army as a, to, a way to make something of themselves. So they're already kind of coming, you know what I mean? So yeah. Serial killers tend to come from bad home lives. Yes, yeah. And a lot of people from Are bad... joining the military to get away from things. Yeah. Not yeah. all people. Some, sure. So it just makes sense. It's like a comorbidity. But, okay, so speaking of war. Okay. The Obama administration <laughs> has been an unmitigated disaster. Um, so this is a serial killer? Yeah, I kind of, it's just, I saw this and I thought it was funny. I'm like, I had to put this one in here. Who's <laughs> this one? Osama bin Laden. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. They, they got at least one thing right. Yeah, like, well, yeah, yeah, I got something right. It was a disaster for you. You are now dead. But, um, but there, the Green River Killer, he had a good quote. Mm-hmm. I didn't put it in there. But he was like, he's like, sometimes I see a woman and she's nice and she's pretty. And I think what it would be like to go up and talk to her. And then other times I want to see what her head would look like on a stick. <laughs> I think we've all been there. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but, but I think, I I don't know. Like I, I think there's something, I mean, there's they're scary. Like that would be a horrific, I mean, the torture, I mean, that would just be I so horrific. Yeah, that's what, when I watch true crime shit and when I listen to podcasts, that's what hits home with me is I will put myself in that victim's spot and you're like, I can only imagine what those hours or day, like that is 
fucking crazy to like think of those situations and like what that would be like i had it my aunt was uh my aunt had an ex break into her house and take her uh at gunpoint hostage in her vehicle and he kidnapped her for like four hours and it was like on the you know like uh and I just, I can't even wrap my brain around, like, how she is just normal at this point, right? I had a, when I, when I, because I would go to Chicago and do open mics, and I, so I just stayed in Airbnb, uh-huh. and I stayed at this one Airbnb twice, but I, I ended up hooking up with this guy, like, my <laughs> first open mic, so, like, I would just go back to his place. Sure. But I would still get an Airbnb. I wasn't going to rely on right. that. And um, this was my birthday, so this would have been three years on Monday. <laughs> um... I, uh, he had to go, he was going back to North Carolina. So I dropped him off at the airport, went and did a mic or did finish, finish doing mics. And then I went back to my Airbnb. So I go in and I, it's when I'm freezing, it was like January. It was the beginning of January. It was like 30 below. So like I had like snow pants on and all this stuff and you can barely move. I just had to pee so bad. So I get (laughs) in and I go to open the door and I couldn't open it because someone was like passed out on the floor. So I'm like, fuck. And I go back in the room. I get it, get all that stuff off. And I could, I could, wouldn't open the door. I could tell they were still in there. So like, I'm just waiting and waiting and waiting. And now I just kind of like roll over and go to sleep. Well, all of a sudden I hear my door open. So like I raise up like quickly. And then, um, the, the guy that was in the bathroom is coming in. And I should say that the place, it was an apartment, it had three bedrooms. There was the room that I rented for the Airbnb. And then there was a boyfriend and girlfriend who shared a room. And then there was another guy. And this was the boyfriend and the girl. Okay. It was from that. Anyways. So he's crawling in and on his phone, there's a porn, there's a porn (laughs) showing. And he's like, I've been meaning to ask you something. And I mean, I'm frozen. Like, and I'm just like, and I said it so politely. I'm like, could you please leave my room? And he's like ashamed, like went and crawled out of the room. So like I waited as long as I could. And then bolted up, locked the door. And I, I poured water out of my water bottle because I had to pee. Yeah. And then I had to pee in yeah. my water bottle. <laughs> That's <laughs> and then I got out of there the next day. Yeah. And I didn't report. I mean, I wasn't going to call the police for that. Sure. Because, you know, and I wasn't going to put a bad report on Airbnb for that because for all I know, he was, I mean, he was in there passed out. So maybe he thought, and his girlfriend right. was somewhere looking to, so I wasn't going to report that, but it was terrifying. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was terrifying. I can't even, like, when I was a kid, uh, I had to, we lived in the, we moved out of this house when I was going into sixth grade, so had to be, like, fourth or fifth grade, um, I, and I'll never forget this, I was at the park, we were, we lived, like, two, uh, streets away from the park, I was at the park, and there was a car in the park, and when I left, they left, and when I turned down the road, they turned down the road. And like I saw them, but I never really paid much attention. And then, but like I was an 80s kid. Like I really was always afraid that I was going to get kidnapped as a kid. So I was kind of aware of this vehicle, right? And I was riding my bicycle down a sidewalk. And they like pulled up on like on, like off the road. They had like two wheels in like the grass next to the sidewalk. And the guy rolled his window down and he yelled and then he flung his door open 
and I was right on the corner. And so I ducked through that. I cut through that person's yard and gave myself some distance from this person. And they turned down the road that I was on. Luckily, I lived two, uh, I lived two houses down from where I was. And my dad was in the driveway working on his car. So I just pulled into the driveway, like jumped off my bike and like yelled and that car took off. But I will like, that's as close as anything's ever happened. I had some And I was like, what, eight, nine, ten. And I can, as I was telling you that, like I can vividly remember everything about that. I had something similar. And when I, when I finally got home, I ran in and my mom could tell you, she said, I was like pale as a goat. And I was like, I was just almost kidnapped. Yeah. And I was on a corner and I was a free range kid too. Mm-hmm. And my sister died when I was in third grade. So my mom was like, that up. yeah. <laughs> so, and it was like right after that. So like, I was just always out on my own doing whatever. So, um, I lived in a neighborhood and like, and there was a, down the street from a school too. So there's lots of kids. And um, so there's like a street, and then when you got to the end of the street, there was like another street that was a little bit more busier because like it took you to like yeah. you know interstate you know. So I'm at the end of the street, and I just remember a car pulling around and then just like flying towards me like really fast, and like I kind of like froze. And the um, what's what are those things? This was like in the '80s, so like what are those things in the car? The hubcap. Uh-huh. Okay, rolled off. Oh and yeah. Rolled off towards me. And so then, then the car was like coming towards me and I just dar- you sure. know, darted. And as soon as I darted, the car like darted away and like sped away. And it's like, you're not going to get your hubcap. But so I mean, I ran, when I mean I ran home, like I didn't stop. It was so fast mm-hmm. that like I even thought in my head, like, wow, I can't believe I'm running this fast. <laughs> yeah. And so I know that's exactly what that was. Yeah. I can't even imagine like the Like who doesn't fear. get your hubcap? Right. Well, like I just can't like. Anybody going through any of this shit, like, I just can't wrap my brain around how fucking terrifying that has to be, like, in the, not just when shit is happening, but when you realize you're in a shit situation, and, like, I just can't, like, that would be fucking crazy. Yeah, I couldn't, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but he didn't, they weren't getting their hubcap, like, that was... And I don't even know why I maybe you that's learn a lot about yourself in those situations. You do. And I don't know, like I was just watching something the other day, and it was uh, like a rock climber, and they were it was like a professional mountain climber, and they were uh, in like Kazakhstan or something, climbing like this big thing, and they got taken hostage by oh, these God. rebels, and uh, at one point. They split up, and there were six hostages, and it, they found themselves in a spot with only one captor, and they were walking, and they were near, like, a ledge, and, like, these are all rock climbers are very comfortable with the heights and the where they were in their terrain, and they were, like, plotting to throw this person off the fucking cliff. And one of them, like, they kept, like, they kept not doing it. And then one of them finally was like, fuck it. And he just ran up to the guy and, like, grabbed him and threw him off the fucking cliff. I think you, I think you don't think you just do. Yeah. At some point, I, uh, this is, okay. So, like, I don't tell, this is a really <laughs> weird story. Um, my, because I have a daughter. Uh-huh. And she, her dad has, like, 
two other daughters that are older, that like eight, 10 years older than her. So she'll get a lot of jewelry and stuff like that, like handed down. Well, one of her sisters gave her like a choker and she would have wear it around the house and I would never let her like wear it to like school, <laughs> nothing like that. And one day we were going to the grocery store and she wanted to wear the choker. I was like, you're not wearing a choker to the grocery store, right. take it off. <laughs> and she got all mad and then came out and she had these like, um, the, the, like headband ears they give you like at, from Great Wolf Lodge. Uh-huh. And I'm like, fine, you can wear that. So we're at, we're at Meyer, we're shopping and um, we're checking out. And there was a guy that eventually came behind it and he just gave me the chills. And when I saw him, I just thought like, okay, pervert that lives in his mom's basement and watches child porn. <laughs> Sorry, sometimes you can right. judge a book by its cover. That's what I thought. And as I'm paying, he looks at my daughter and was like, I like your ears. And it, and it creeped her out so much that she didn't even look at him. And then, like, she crawled under me. And I, I that, that was the end of it. But as we were putting our stuff in the cart, and he just had a, a gallon of milk, this old lady came up and started talking to him. And he's like, see, we checked out at the same time. We should have just waited with me. It was his mom. Ah. So did he get out of line to come over to where we were just to compliment my kid's ear, ears, like the ears that she had on? Or, I mean, it was, yeah. she, they Weird. weren't separately shopping. Like, that yeah. was either all his food or all her food. <laughs> they were, I mean, it was weird. That was, people are creepy. Yes, people are weird. Uh, that's what, well, I listen to that, Crime Junkies that we talked about, and they have, like, life rules, and one of theirs uh, is don't be afraid to be weird or rude. And if you get that weird feeling, like, there's so many people that get that weird feeling and they're like, oh, I'm crazy. Like, this person's not going to hurt me. No, and it's, it's... Yeah, you should just listen. Like, who cares if, like, this stranger thinks she might be a little rude? Like, I'm, you have to be. You have to be. Yeah. Like, and I remember that whole time. I'm like, see, I told you not to wear the Joker. And ah. like, people are perverts. And I'm like, you know, he lives in his mom's basement and he watches child porn. And she's like, what is that? And I'm like, oh, my God. Just, but it's it's hard to, like explain to kids <laughs> and she's i mean now that she's older, yeah she's kids starting never to... think anything's gonna happen and i but i think part of the problem is i think i think some so many parents like sugarcoat things and i think we have for years like we'd be like sure. oh the monster like when you go through so many folklore monsters and it's really cool because you can tell like in different countries they we all have the same monsters yeah. but like in japan like there's like this monster that will when if kids don't come straight home after school and they play in the field or the woods they're going to get eaten by this monster. And you can tell, like, throughout the periods of time when things start getting more and more specific. Yeah. But, yeah, they were all, like, there's this one about a Scottish, a Scottish horse. Did I tell you? Did I already say uh-uh. this? Okay. I can't pronounce the name. It's, like, Aukish or something sure. like that. But it's this Scottish murder horse. <laughs> and legend has it is that this really nice, like, prancing along horse would come, or, come along and entice mainly women, sometimes men, but mainly women would entice him to go for a ride on the horse. Uh-huh. And then he would take them to the river and drown them and do horrible things to them. <laughs> it's like, it, and this was like the 16, 15, I mean, yeah. it's been around forever. Yeah. They, it's, this, yeah, people are fucking gross. That's, they have been for centuries. Uh, it's, uh, at least now we have podcasts to talk about them. We do. I'm so, I've been wanting to do a true crime podcast for like, yes, it's ever. fun. It is fun. I want to do a sketch, though. The Delphi murder is really got to me. (laughs) I want to... There's some funny stuff you can do with that. Yeah. There's just some... I was... There's just some... You can do so many stuff with true crime sketches. Just even doing, like, a green screen 
with like talking about a missing person, but you have the wrong picture up. Yeah. And then just joking about that because it just happens so much. If you did it right, you could really like nail that home. I don't know. Yeah, it's just satire. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, there's. I don't think it's talked about enough. Yeah. Um, I know, and I I think the murder rate is going up. I don't think it's because of serial killers. I think it's just random murders. Yeah. But yeah, there's just a lot of perverts out there. A lot, and like the guy at the the grocery store that creeped me out. To I mean, I. That one. Yeah, well, I mean, it's always weird, you know. He's a somewhat local. I know he's yeah. local. Yeah. You know what? He cut. He could have been the uh, what's it called? The uh, Delphi. You just never know. <laughs> no. He did have that build and that, you know. But that one creeped me out. Like <laughs> I've never had a grown man talk to my kid for no reason, especially yeah. compliment something right? on her body like that. Was just <laughs> so, but yeah, it can. I mean, God, you could get kidnapped. On your way home. Oh, yeah, 100%. That's, like, guys generally, for the most part, I think we we age out of getting kidnapped, but women do not. Like, that's a fear Israel that Keys I've not raped. had since I was a teenager. Like, I don't, you know. Israel Keys raped, like, a 60-year-old. Yeah. Kidnapped the husband and wife, killed the husband, then raped the wife, and then they burned him in a barn. Yeah. There, when I was a kid, there was uh, a, a lady in Plainfield, and like an older lady that got uh, raped and murdered by like an escaped inmate. That's so weird. Yeah. People are fucking awful. They are. I just, God, I don't get it. I was going to say something else, but like the, the, the escaped inmate, I was like, oh my God. Oh, I know. It's the worst. But yeah, it's it happens. I, and I, do, I think the crime rate's going to go up. I think they're right about that study. And I think there's probably going to be a, a spike in like the 2030s of serial killers. It'd be interesting to see. Uh, it's just so much harder now, though. Oh, infinitely harder. The security cameras, everyone's got an iPhone. I think there's going to be a lot of murders like the Delphi murders, where you have these like random acts and they just don't. Uh, just, yeah. They get, they go unsolved. Mm -hmm. Where it's just opportunity, people out. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, people are, if they're out, like we've talked about that. Uh, husband and wife team like they're when people are out to do this shit like they're out legit hunting for somebody just like you are you know you're looking for a deer that in the woods yep. you're looking for somebody that's split off at three in the morning in Bloomington and is walking down the wrong street with nobody else so speaking of the Bloomington thing okay so I looked into obviously the Lord's Spear thing yeah and um they before is this, well, it would have been after because she went missing before that, that Hannah girl was killed. Yeah, Hannah okay. Wilson or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so before, right, like maybe a few months before Hannah was killed, there was like uh, someone called the police like two or three times and reported this like creepy guy um, in a Kia, I forget what color. It was all the same color though in reports. Yeah, yeah. About asking like groups of girls, so, like groups of like six if they wanted a ride. And I guess he was doing it at night and I guess he was patrolling around Kilroy's. And then, then there was a report of someone who said that they, all they remember is waking up in the back of a car and they were being sexually assaulted. Don't know what kind of car. Yeah. That case ended up being like false. Like okay. so because people are crazy and they yeah. call in and, you know. And then there was another girl who took a ride with somebody and was almost sexually assaulted, but she escaped. That was, it was the same guy. It was Daniel Messer, whatever okay. his name is. The guy that killed Hannah. Uh -huh. And I guess he stopped, he, the night that he killed her, he was driving around Kilroy's. And then he followed her back to her house, and that, that's how that happened. But um, 
And people were complaining that the police, when those first two, those two or first two or three complaints called in about the Kia, they didn't like put like flyers up. And it's like, well, they can't. Do you know how many people drive a blue Kia? I think it will just say it was blue. Sure. And do you know, like, all the Uber drivers, like, you can't just do that. Yeah. And, um, and as soon as once, and they, it was all within the span of like a month. So, and then once the, the report of the girl that took the ride from a guy came in, then they, um, and then there was like another report. They, then they immediately contacted this other girl again. It was, it was all like happening so fast, but like, you can't just because, you know how many phone calls people get for creepy guys and Oh, the police alone. It's got to be time. crazy. Yeah. But the prosecutor did say that he thinks, he firmly believes that Daniel Messer, whatever his last name is, was the one that killed Lauren Spear. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've heard that too. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. It's definitely, uh, there's similarities there for sure. And he, he was, a, he was a release. He, um, was a habitual offender. Obviously did it again. And, um, Several, and you tried to kill or rape a girl in the car. I don't know why you get in a strange man's car, especially him. Like, he was creepy. <laughs> but it just, um, and he had like a bunch of appeals. Like, I don't know if it was during the Hannah case, but he won a bunch of appeals. Oh, wow. From the way the, the police like questioned him. I don't know, just stupid yeah. stuff. So, like, you do, you have to be like diligent, by the way. And I think that's another reason the Delphi Police Department and they've just been so hush hush, and there's been no suspects or person of interest. I think they just don't want to. Yeah, mess they're it up. not really. Well, both of those cases, there's so little information out there. Like even the Lawrence Spear, it's been however many years, and it's still you've got like one picture from uh, the video footage that night. They've never released any of the video that they have of her. So. And I don't. And here's the thing. So if he was patrolling, because if you go by the story, the timeline, if he was patrolling Kilroy's. Maybe he even, I mean, he would have seen her, like, walking around barefoot drunk. Yeah. He, without a purse. Maybe he would have even noticed because they were outside on this, the, the, the patio at Kilroy's. So maybe he would have even have saw that she left her purse. So how easy would it have been to be like, oh, hey, I got your purse. Or, right. you know what I mean? And I'm sure when she was up there with her friends before she left, I'm sure she was trying to get some of them to go back to Kilroy's and get her purse. I'm sure that was part of the conversation. Yeah, that's a good point because they like, she left with uh, a dude and they went back to her, her her apartment and they almost, uh, then he got like punched in the face. So they didn't leave. Her boyfriend's friends. Right. So then they went back to his his place. place. And then she wanted to keep partying and left at like three thirty. Well, there's okay. So now, so now they all they're back at her. So they go to her apartment, and uh, probably to get drugs. They did find yeah. coke in her, yeah. anyways. So the elevator door opens, and he ends up getting an altercation with her boyfriend's friends. So then they leave, and that makes sense. That's yeah. total totally makes sense for the college kids. Kids. So then they go back to his apartment. He is now. I mean, I mean, he had like a black guy. Like yeah. He was, you know, he was got the shit. Hard, yeah, he got that. he got he got the shit knocked out of him. So she wants to keep partying. Obviously he doesn't. So he goes to bed or he's gonna go to bed and then so he has a roommate, his roommate is there, and um they all kind of know each other because there's this other guy down, right down the hall who is friends they... with Lauren, Lauren's boyfriend and them. Yeah, so, from New York and shit. Yeah. yeah. So the boyfriend walk or the friend, the roommate walks Lauren to the other guy's apartment who she knows even better. Right. And um, 
she there, she makes a couple phone calls to like her friends, her roommates, but not with her phone, with his phone. And then he eventually, she eventually leaves there to walk home. And that was the last. Everybody that, saw it. Yeah. Go. And of course, everyone blames these guys. And it's like, what did they, I mean, what did they draw straws to decide who was the last one to see her? Right. Like, I mean, who would take that? Who would be like, okay, I'll be the one that she sees last alone yeah. in the apartment. Like you guys, it yeah. doesn't work that way. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It, who knows? But like I said, I think the key to anything, anywhere that they have DNA and it's unsolved, I'd be throwing in those DNA sites yeah. immediately. They, I, people in Delphi need to do that. Yeah. I have, I got an ancestry thing. Oh, for, in, yeah. yeah. Um, but I've never done it. I need to do, I need to send it in. But I think even then you can opt in. Like, you can actually send those results to uh, GenMatch. Oh, okay. I think you can, yeah. Interesting. I, uh, I'm, like, I'm afraid to, like, I figure out, like, my kid's not mine or... I'm afraid I'm going to find out I'm related to Hitler. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, seriously, because it's Yeah, so... but then you can write a book or something. So it wouldn't be all bad. That's true. I never thought about that. But I am going to do it. And I might even send it to Jen or whatever. Like, I don't care. Yeah, like, I don't. Yeah, same. Like, what, what's the worst that can happen? Like, my daughter's son becomes, like, a horrible person. You know what I mean? Yeah, and right. Screw you. You belong in jail. That's what I was like. Uh, if I, I had never done one, but at the same time, I just like to keep my options open for violent crimes down the road. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> but, like, family, you know, that's the thing. Like, all it takes is, like, somebody in your family. So if you if there is somebody out there, there's tons of people. But everybody that's sitting out there with a murder they've committed that nobody else knows about has to be just shitting their pants every day that the police aren't coming for them because of the websites. Like well, now. think about the people that have no clue and then the police just show up. And like, sometimes they've asked to like resume to dig up bodies and, yeah. and a lot, and most people are be like, Oh yeah, you can sure you can dig that up. Like we don't care. But imagine never knowing. And then like finding there was a, this one, I, I actually kind of vaguely remember this case. This, this is weird. And they, um, I wouldn't even, just the emotions. And this one is so crazy. <laughs> So there was this husband wife, I don't know, like the lady was originally from like South Korea, I think. And um, so the the husband ended up saying like, oh, you know, Sue took whatever, John took him back yeah. to South Korea. So his family is like devastated. And they can, so they just think that she's up and left one day with their kid. No, he killed both of them and buried them somewhere. And then they found part of the boy, the son, at some point, it was just a, a John Doe. And someone did their DNA, so they were able to connect someone in that family to John Doe, and then Jesus. were able to find out the dad actually killed them. So this whole time, they thought she was just a bitch and took off with the kid, right. and then they found out that their brother killed him. So like, just just the that's such a weird emotion oh, yeah. thing because now you're grieving someone that died back when they were seven, and you hated this person. It's such a weird. <laughs> Yeah, and so messed up. Watching them talk about it was like they're just like heads are spinning. It oh, yeah. Crazy. So messed up. Yeah. It's fun. This has been fun. Yes, it has been fun. Yeah. I wonder how long we've been talking. Oh, it's good. 7.45. What is this? Uninstall? No, I don't care about this. <laughs> All right. Well, that completes Comedy's Dead this time. 
Sorry. Oh, no. Some, no. Some, weird, some weird Adobe, like, notification thing. <laughs> I don't care as long as it's still recording. But anyway, so I was a little shocked. So, but thank you very much, Tony. No, thanks for and having me. And we're going, we have to write a Pittsburgh Pittsburgh, yeah. So, yeah. It's a week Friday. Yeah. Or Saturday, Saturday. Is it Friday or Saturday? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. the 9th. So, yeah, we have to write to Pittsburgh again. Yeah, for a roast. So, watch, what if, what if something happened to one of us? Oh, that yeah. That would be weird. So, I was... We would make... We would make, make the, news. the other weird. one. Then the other one would automatically become famous. Yeah, or a Ooh. suspect. Um, or a suspect. Both, but both. Yeah. Hey. So <laughs> I was one night. I was on the road. And I was coming home, um, and I was on I seventy in between Dayton, Ohio, and Indianapolis, and I was listening to uh, an unsolved serial killer case uh, where somebody was killing people. On I seventy between Dayton and Indiana. Oh, they think he lives in Indiana. Yeah. And then there was like gay that gay guy that attracted oh, whatever he was I don't know. Oh uh, yeah. But he 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 liked gay sex and then he was married and he killed he went to gay bars and killed gay men. Yeah. Buried in his backyard. Backyard. Yeah. That's, so I dated a girl that grew up in like in that area and knew the family and like when all of that happened. Like they all, like her Bromeister was his name, and like his whole, like she knew all of his like kids and daughters and oh shit. God, that's so weird. Yeah. But hopefully we both make it back safe next week. <laughs> so. Yes. All right. I'm gonna try to fix this really all quick. Right, well, thanks. Thank yeah. you.